0: This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Did you have a good weekend? Well, I guess it depends. If you're a Ducks fan or a Jazz fan or a BYU fan or an Idaho Steelheads fan, you had a great weekend. If you're a Utes fan or a Grizzlies fan, you had a terrible weekend or a Utah Tech fan, you had a terrible weekend. Jake, I didn't talk to you all weekend. How was your weekend? Oh, my bad.
1: Yeah, you know, you got to like turn my mic on and stuff.
0: My bad. Okay, that's good. The Utah Jazz swept the weekend. They find themselves with 12 wins. They're in first place in the West again. Can the Utah Jazz count on Lori Markkinen uh, to be a number one, Jake? Is he an alpha male? What? Okay, cool. Uh, the (laughs) The Jazz sweep the weekend. They beat the Suns. Um, which I thought was a really impressive win. And obviously, Laurie Markkinen, um, you know, carried them in that game. He hits the game-winning shot. And the question is, is Laurie Markkinen an alpha? Is he a guy that can carry the team? And I got to be honest with you, I don't know. If he's going to hit shots like that, sure he can. But he's never shown to be that guy. And the biggest question that remains in my mind is, when the Utah Jazz need a bucket, who do they go to? because I don't necessarily believe that this team has that number one. I don't necessarily believe that Laurie Markkinen is that number one. And I don't necessarily believe that the Utah Jazz have an appetite to go out and find that number one. So it'll be an interesting question as the season goes on, but they certainly had no issues winning games this weekend as Markkinen had 61 points combined in those two games. Not bad for a top scoring option, but is Laurie Markin in that guy? I think that's going to be the biggest question throughout the season.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I think that, you know, the Jazz are are, you know, a team that are are obviously in this situation where they're overperforming expectations, but at the same time, like they have they have goals they want to achieve. And I think it's it's a great problem to have. Like, hey, is you know, this guy in Laurie marken who's hitting these big shots, is he actually that guy? Or is this just a couple of games, you know? And and I think it's a great problem to have. What I do know that if I'm Will Hardy, I want to ride the guy that's hot, you know, and I think that Laurie Markkinen has, has been hot. He's had moments this season where, you know, they needed him to, to have that 30 point night and he didn't have it. Frankly, you know, we, we've talked about that, but I think, you know, this team has to ride the hot hand. And, and I, I love the fact that you're able to bounce back this past weekend. And and I think beating a team like the Suns, you know, allows you to feel good about yourself. You know, you got back to, playing the basketball that I that I think we all know you're capable of and and that to me is the biggest thing like I think that Laurie is is somebody who who obviously has been on a couple of teams he's someone that I think hasn't quite lived up to what people thought he could be but with this new opportunity he's obviously showing out and I think they need to continue to give him those chances that said I also think that you know Jordan Clarkson has been that guy through his career where you go to him if you need a bucket so they have this balance that they need to try to find you know where yeah, it's like. I totally Who?
0: disagree I don't think Jordan's a number one option by any way shape or form I don't think he's a guy you go to when you need a bucket at all not especially not in clutch time I don't think he's a guy that you can I mean, he's he he can score. There's no doubt about that. If you tell, if you just hand him the ball and tell you to tell him to get you a bucket, but I don't think he's that guy in game-winning situations. I don't think he's ever been that guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think he's been a scoring option through his career. Like he's been someone that you that you you know who's been a sixth man that you bring off the bench to score for you. That's and now on this team, he's he's been asked to start. He's been given opportunities to hit big shots at the end of the game and hasn't made them. You know he he hasn't, but I I think that he is a scoring threat. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Like on this team, there's there's they're they're searching, and right now it's Laurie. That's the guy they're going to. But I think you know when Laurie gets cold, I think Jordan's one of those guys that you know might have the opportunity to step up and take some of those shots.
0: Yeah, I think that guy right now is Malik Beasley, and I think he's shown he can do that. I just see I don't drink the Kool Aid to the level that everybody else does on on Jordan Clarkson, and I know that we've had disagreements about that. And I know everybody tells me I'm wrong about that, but I'm telling you, Jordan Clarkson's not a guy that you can say, hey, the game's on the line, go get it. He's not a guy that you can say, hey, Lori's having an off night, go get it. Because he he then gets tunnel vision and he just forgets that he's playing team basketball. So no, I, I don't believe um, that he is that guy by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I think he's going to get you a, he he can get hot and I think he can get you buckets in bunches but i also don't think he's that guy that's going to win you games and i think when you look at how he played against portland where he got you you know a good bu- a, a good bit of buckets down the stretch yeah he can do that but there's no there's no confusing jordan clarkson as a guy that's going to win you games i i think he is an important part of why you 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 know of why you score as many points as you do i will go that far but Jordan Clarkson, if he's not getting to the free throw line, and I think we saw this against Portland, if Jordan Clarkson doesn't get to the free throw line, he's not nearly as effective. But to do that, he's got to give up on shooting threes, get in the paint, and get to the basket. And I think sometimes he becomes too too much of a guy that leans on threes, which is what I really like about this team basketball concept. And I think that's why you're in a game against the Suns, frankly, You know, going back and looking at that game, I mean, you see that ball movement was back. You see that aggressiveness was back. I mean, you look at some of the numbers against Portland. I mean, just looking at that game, you shot 23 free throws. You made 87% of them, which has frankly been a problem for this team. They're not the best free throw shooting team. All of that to say, I think Jordan Clarkson has to get to the free throw line to be effective.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think his aggressiveness has obviously been... His best trait and his worst trait, you know, like there are a lot of times where, you know, Jordan, you know, forces it into the paint and then gets stuck because he picks up his dribble. And then that leads to a turnover and that and that, you know, obviously contributed to a lot of the bad basketball that they that they had played over this last stretch before this weekend happened. But I also think that, you know, obviously, when it's going in, it goes in in bunches. So that's obviously been what who Jordan Clarkson has been. I mean, again, the question of the morning is like, who, you know, does this team have an alpha is Lori that alpha like who's who's their go to guy. And like I said, I don't think they have a just an outright number one. This team clearly doesn't have a Kevin Durant level figure on the roster right now. That said, I think that it, it, it's Will Hardy's job. To find the guy who who is hot, to find the guy that is is going good, and that's Ben Laurie. And I do think at the beginning of the season there were a lot of questions about, hey, can Laurie be an All Star? Is this just going to be about? Is this going to be about J.C. and Conley trying to get into the All Star game? And I think Laurie has at least answered those questions. You know that he can be, he can represent the team really well. So I, I just thought he had a great weekend, and and I think that he's he's definitely, you know. Climbing ranks, in my opinion, but he's got to do this consistently. Now you can't By
0: climbing ranks in in terms of what. And that, but I think this is also what fans do. People get far too engrossed in one or two games. I mean, I, I think they're a good team. I think they're the best team in the West right now. I think though that defense is becoming a problem for this team because against better teams, I mean, you've given up two fifty point performances now to Joel Embiid and and Devin Booker. And that's a little concerning. Like, And I saw everybody on Twitter tweeting at me about how this team can win the Western Conference Championship. And it's like, dude, it, we're not even at the quarter post yet. And I think that this, this roster will continue to be made over as this season goes on. I just, I guess where I'm at this morning is, hey, it's great that they won the weekend. I think that's awesome. And when you play back-to-backs and it's Phoenix and Portland, now Dame is injured again. You know, water's wet, Damian Lillard's hurt. Cool. Going to Portland and winning is a really good win. And I think it's impressive that hey, on a back-to-back you still swept that weekend, you know, and and now you're in LA tonight. Tonight becomes a really big game cuz this is a game that's tough. Back-to-back games, you get a night off. Now you're now you're in LA. Tonight's a really important game. But to finish up on that point about Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Clarkson is still very in my opinion relying on being a three-point shooter. And you're seeing that that's starting to change slowly. That's the, in my opinion, that's what you're excited about with Jordan Clarkson. But again, I would just tell you, be humble here. Just temper your expectations. You've got 12 wins. You have the second most wins next to the Celtics in the NBA. Hey, that's all well and good. I just think you need to temper your expectations a little bit. And let's see what happens when you get to the trade deadline which is before the All-Star game this year. Who's going to be here and who's not? I have to believe they're going to trade Malik Beasley because I got to believe they don't think that they're a championship caliber club. And I think Malik Beasley is is somebody that will be a very high value around the NBA for his ability to shoot the three. And I think he's showing that he can be a game-in, game-out performer for this team.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think that he, he would be a great fit on, on any title contending team. You know, I, I mean, obviously there are teams out there that have a plethora of three-point shooting, right? But there are other teams that, you know, I think about, you know, I'll just use Boston as an example, a team that doesn't have a ton of three-point shooting, more of a more of a size team, more of a mid-range kind of team with two superstars on that team, if you will. And and you could put Beasley in the corner on that team and he would be very resourceful for them. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to have a ton of value. And, and I think this conversation about, like, you know, not getting too high as far as talking about this team, you know, doing ridiculous things like winning the Western Conference or going to the finals. Like, that's not going to happen. That's not where this team is at. But I think there are a lot of bright spots on this team right now. And I think that, yeah, you're going to make changes at the deadline. That's that's going to happen. But this the nonsense about, hey, like, we lost a couple of games. We should be tanking is the same nonsense that says, hey, we won a couple of games. Now we're going to win the Western Conference. Like, you can't do that. You have to be in the middle. But at the same time, understand that, that Danny Ainge is is going to do what's best for the long-term picture. Danny Ainge is going to look at moving guys like Malik Beasley because teams, I guarantee you, are calling already and they want to know what's it going to take to get something done. You know, and in Malik Beasley level deals are to me very much like the Royce O'Neal level deal where where that's like a that's like a a, a first rounder for for Malik or, you know, maybe a couple second rounders or something. That's what you're looking at but the point just is is that danny age is going to keep stockpiling assets to make this team into what he wants it to be in his vision because the goal is to win a championship inside of five years right that's what we always come back to with this team
0: yeah but i also think this situation with mike conley this is now a big situation i mean he's out a minimum of two weeks with this knee injury um they're saying that the, there is no ligament damage but it is a knee strain i mean not to be a jerk about it, but water's wet and Mike Conley's hurt, right? right. I mean, I, I think we all know that. And I I when I saw it, I thought he tore an ACL. That's what I thought. They say he avoided that, which is huge news for this Utah Jazz team, in my opinion. Um, but now the other part of this is, hey, now everybody's got to move up one. So the question becomes, does Colin Sexton naturally move in and start a point guard? I, it'll be interesting to see what they do. It'll be interesting to see how they adjust to Mike Conley's absence because I think this is the this is the first real adversity that we've seen um from this team. Now obviously Colin Sexton's a guy that most people would think would just step right in. Uh but if you look at where the the you know the the minute distribution went um on on Saturday night against Portland, um nobody really got heavier minutes. I mean I I think there is real belief that you can play Talon Horton Tucker on the ball and have him be the faci- a facilitating guard. I would tell you Colin Sexton's the guy that should step in there and start. What's he doing here? You gave him a contract extension. I I would start, I would start Colin Sexton at point.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, and I think also like with where you're at as an organization, there's no reason not to. I- again, we can't forget the expectations coming into the year. The expectation was. You know i i like from the from the fans everyone thought oh you're just going to be this 20-win team for the jazz i think they were just saying hey we we want to be the absolute best we can be with the guys we have you know we're not going to sit here and try to sell some championship package so they know where they're at and to me it just makes perfect sense like like you just said like you knew that mike conley was gonna be hurt at some point this year and to me, it just makes perfect sense. Give Colin the chance to to start every game while Mike is out, and let's see what Tht can do in in a in a little bit heavier uh, minute load coming off the bench. You know? Yeah, I don't. I don't love
0: that idea. I don't. I I'm. I like the way that the Jazz are using. You know, Talon Horton Tucker. It. I just think that maybe I'm scarred and bu- abused from his days with the Lakers when he gets longer views. Obviously, the production's going to go down. He's a bench player that's going to be asked to play more minutes. I I don't know why with Colin Sexton here, there's a hesitation. I've, and I And this is a perception, probably not a reality. But why is there a hesitation to give him a more significant role there? I don't know the answer to that. But as soon as I saw that Conley injury the other night, I was like, well, I wonder if this is Sexton's moment because... we've waited probably for two years for somebody to take over that spot. And there's never been somebody here to do that for Conley. Well, now Colin Sexton is here coming off of his own knee injury. And I think he's been a really solid contributor. The thing that worries you so much about losing Mike Conley is how good has Mike Conley been defensively? They probably don't win the Phoenix game without Mike making those two big stops in the paint. I mean, I, I think he has actually been playing renaissance style basketball like this has been a really good start for mike conley you worry about his production and you worry about depth at that point guard and we all talked about how many guards were on this roster well now we're going to find out right so i wonder if this means that agbashi's time in the g league who by the way tips off at maverick center tonight is going to be limited because you're going to have to find guard depth Two weeks is not a short amount of time in the NBA, especially with the compressed schedule. Even, you know, last year with the compressed schedule, this year with a regular schedule, you're still playing most most every other day. I mean, this week being Thanksgiving, you're playing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I believe you're Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. Like, you have a busy, busy schedule. You're going to need to find depth at some point. So it'll be interesting to see how the Jazz deal with this injury, but... I think you're going to find out how much you miss Mike Conley because I actually think Mike's been a huge contributor.
1: Well, and I think, you know, Mike, you know, there've been times where like his, you know, the leadership piece of Mike Conley, I felt like, you know, could have been more on display in certain moments, but I think overall, like, you know, the, the leadership that he brings to the floor will also be missed. You know, like I agree. He's been playing great defense. He has been hitting the three much better this year. I just think that, you know the the leadership piece of a veteran player. You know we'll see how that affects the the club because Colin at times tends to get a little you know frazzled. There are times where he is very much that young, like just get up the floor as fast as I can and try to make a play guy when he should slow things down. So we'll I, it'll be interesting to see how that how that pans out. But I just don't think there's there's any reason why you wouldn't wouldn't give Colin more minutes and see what he can do with that. You at least have to give him the chance.
0: Yeah, I think this they're gonna. I don't think you have a choice. I mean, just by default, he's going to get more minutes. But do you trust him as a starter? That's the biggest question. And again, I I, I know I ask this all the time, but what does it look like to have Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton on the floor at the same time for 10, 12-minute stretches? What does that look like? I don't know what that looks like. We don't see that a whole lot. Can you play a three-guard rotation? Can you have a situation where you have Markkanen, Vando, Talon, Horton, Tucker, Clarkson, and Beasley. Clarkson and Sexton on the floor together. Is that a combination that works? It probably doesn't work. I don't know if that's enough size. I mean, I think, you know, obviously Clarkson is not a great defender. He's a a, a willing defender, mm-hmm. but he's also not the biggest guy in the world when it comes to physical stature in this league. You look at... You, I, again, you look at the way Book played the other night, dropping 49 on this team, and you start to understand why, you know, his size is really an asset. Does Jordan Clarkson bring that same kind of size and physicality? He doesn't. So it's really interesting, for me anyway, one of the things I like to watch is player combinations. What are those, what are those guard groupings going to look like now that Mike's out of the lineup for a couple of weeks here with this knee strain? That's going to be really interesting to watch because I, I don't know. I would love to see... Clarkson, Sexton Beasley. I'd love to see Will Hardy use different guard combinations and see what blooms out of that. Where, Cause you're gonna find something, every time that you have a guy out of your rotation for a significant amount of time, you're gonna learn something about your basketball team. Facts. And I don't know what that is that they learn without Mike Conley. Because obviously, I think Mike, if he's capable, is going to travel with them. He's going to be around. He's that veteran presence, that leader, that guy that you need chirping at people in huddles. Like That's Mike Conley. So it'll be interesting to see how his presence is missed on the floor itself. Because you can't lead the same way you lead when you play when you're injured. Your impact as a leader is far less when you're not able to play on the court. So it's going to be really interesting to see how does he play? How does he impact this team when you're just, you know, when you're just, you're trying to get through a stretch without arguably, arguably one of your two most important players because that's how much I value Mike Conley this year for the Jazz. I think in very clearly has been your most important player, but I don't think there's any doubt that Mike Conley has been one of your most impactful players. He has really made a difference to this team. And again, I'm not trying to belabor it or, or over talk it or I just think that Mike Conley's been really important. And now that he's out with this knee injury, I think we're going to learn quite a bit about this club. Let's get your comments in here after I tell you This show is brought to you by the advocates, utahadvocates.com. Make sure that when you're injured, you do what you have to do to protect yourself. And there is no doubt that you need an advocate, that's somebody that's gonna fight for you, that's somebody that's gonna do the things that need to be done to make sure you get the best outcome and we've seen it so much, obviously with the early winter snow that we've had and people still, I, I am amazed, driving back from snowboarding the other day, almost got hit three, four times on the freeway by people just not paying attention, by you know, you're doing 75 in the fast lane and somebody just pulls in front of you doing 50 it's not your fault that they don't know how to drive. So the question is, when you get in an accident, who's gonna watch out for your best interest? Because trust me when I say it's not your insurance company, it's the advocates, Advocates utahadvocates.com. All right, let's see who's first in this morning. I see a lot of comments on the Jazz. As always, Kurt Myers, good morning to you. Morning, Knicks played a great game. Haven't seen a gutsy play from a hurt quarterback since Robbie Bosco in 1984. I wouldn't call Bo Nix gutsy. I would call Bo Nix desperate. We'll talk Ute football coming up as well. Uh, Mike Chase says, good morning. Great win for BYU and our Jazz. Tough loss for the Utes. Our Jazz. Our Jazz. Uh-huh. Okay. Neville93 says, good morning. What's up, Neville? Uh, happy to be here. I watched both games this weekend. Had a blast. That's the way... Basketball should be played. I don't disagree with that. Teddy Wayman, how the heck are you? Uh, let's see. Uh, Pong, Stron what's up? Uh, 8 p.m. Who the in- the fuck is that guy? Well, he is in Thailand, and it's 8 p.m. in Thailand. Jordan Clarkson balling out. Good to see you. M. Alvarez says, morning, boys. It was a great weekend. The Jazz won, BYU won, the Utes lost. Wow, haterade on the Utes already, <laughs> already. Beating Phoenix, Daniel Westover says in Portland back to back is no joke, hoping TFT, THT can step up while Conley is out. Is THT the guy you want to step into that role? Because yeah. I, I think it's a no brainer you start Clarkson and Sexton together. But there's a lot of people in the comments and on Twitter having a conversation about THT being your starting, you know, I don't know, is he a starting point guard? I mean, he, he, he triggers the offense a lot for the Jazz.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I would start him. I, I I just think that, you know, THT has an opportunity here where where he's the guy that isn't getting a ton of minutes right now. He's obviously getting a limited window to play each night, and I think this is his opportunity to expand that role. I, I You definitely don't jump from being that guy to a starter, obviously. Like, obviously, it's a process if you want to push your way into the starting five, but but i think that the thing with tht is i think he gets a little too happy much like other guys he gets too happy with the three and I, and i think because he's got the body he has like obviously he's a thicker stronger player he can move right. through some guys like i would love to see him be uh you know get back to being that a little bit more physical of a player you know sort of a a, a hybrid between you know, not exactly the way Jalen Brunson plays, but just using your shoulders the way Jalen does. Like, being able to to move some guys in the paint a little bit. Like, when you get that, that point guard matchup where you can move that guy, like, I would love to see him do that. Because that's where this team has success. When the ball goes inside out, that's when they're going to hit a lot of threes.
0: Maybe we're just going to have that show where I'm just going to think, what the hell are you talking about? Jalen Brunson and THT in the same conversation is ridiculous. In any way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm not saying that he's as good as as Jalen Brunson. Right, I'm, you're I'm saying he, about, you're saying
0: Tht's better. No, that I'm Jaylen, not that he should be making more money than Jalen Brunson.
1: No, I'm just saying that I think Tht needs to be more physical. That like Tht I
0: think, is the best point guard in the NBA. Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's you know, that's precisely what I said. Yeah, yeah. I
0: would agree that that Talon Horton Tucker's a physical player. I just think that he's not a gifted on the ball guard. That's the thing that worries me. Like, I know if I give Colin Sexton the ball, he's not always going to make the right choice, but usually he's going to put that ball in a position to be scored. Yeah. And I think sometimes Talon Horton Tucker, I don't love him as a three-point shooter. I think we, we at times, he can be a hot shooter. I, I again, just will, I'll just default to what I've been saying. I want to see Sexton. I want to see Clarkson together. And I want to see them play I really would like to see them be able to play three small with Markkanen and and Vando. And if you don't want to do that, okay, great. Put Talon Horton Tucker out there instead of a Beasley and play that lineup for five minutes and see what that looks like. It, I think you have nothing to lose by doing that. Nothing to lose. The bigger issue becomes the defensive end of the floor. Offensively, this Jazz team can score with anybody. You're going to miss Mike Conley because I think he was more than serviceable. On the defensive end. I thought he was great in the Phoenix game. I thought, and I don't care if Chris Paul's not playing, it doesn't matter to me. Mike Conley has been much, much better defensively. That's my biggest concern. This team's going to score 120 more times than they're not, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I just, I don't, I don't worry about that.
1: Yeah, I think that... Jalen
0: Horton Tucker's
1: not as good as Jalen
0: Brunson, and don't ever say that again.
1: Yeah, I never said he was as good as Jalen Brunson. You said he was better. No, no. And I'm just saying that I think The that, Timberwolves are in the East. Listen to me, man. The ball needs to move inside more. This team, when when they get going well, they 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 move the ball, and it's not just left to right. It starts by getting into the paint, but too often, they get stuck in the middle, where Conley... Clarkson, THT's guilty of it, certainly Sexton's guilty of it, where they'll drive the paint, they'll pick up their dribble, and then they get trapped. And and that's what I'm talking about with THT, where he can be more physical, get into the paint, bump your guy, either go up and get fouled, or kick it out to the corner and let them move the ball. That's what I'm talking about when I say, hey, Conley being out, that's where you're going to pay the price. Because this team, you, you watch this team, is going to find themselves in a position where they don't know what to do, and the default is to drive into the paint. And that's yeah. where I like, that's where sometimes I wish when Conley was on the floor and he had the ball in his hand that he would say, Okay, we need to settle this down and get back to who we are. We're not, we don't have LeBron or Kevin Durant or Steph. We're not the Warriors. We're better than the Suns for one game, but we're not the Suns. Like, we need to stick to our fundamentals and that's what i think we need to pay attention to with conley out that's what we need to pay attention to when tht is on the floor for 15 minutes instead of nine minutes you know like what do what do they look like shape-wise when these guys are out there yeah i i i would agree with that i i think you have to
0: rotate lineups in a longer view of sexton and clarkson together i think is a good thing especially with mike out Um, And I, you know, the other thing I'd like to hear everybody talk about this morning is, is, is Laurie in a number one? Is he a guy that can be the best player on a championship team? Because I, I maintain he cannot. I think he is, he's a really, really good number two. I just don't think he's a number one. And again, I, and I know I, I have waxed poetic about the, the sex machine known as, as Devin Booker and, I think when you look at number ones, I think that performance the other night out of Devin Booker was was virtuoso. It was everything you want, and it's exactly what the Utah Jazz don't have. Mm-hmm. And I look at at the trade deadline coming up, and I think that you have to put yourself in position either at that deadline or over this summer to compete for a guy of that caliber. You know, Because if, if you're able to take, and I think Malik Beasley is the most marketable player on this roster, You know, and interestingly enough, as we talk about trades, what does this injury do to Conley's trade value? I don't know that they have an appetite to trade Mike Conley. It's one of the things I've been asking a lot of questions about. And the Jazz folks that we talked to have have said over the last week or so, hey, there's not a whole lot of trade talk in these parts. You know, we're, we're, we're just finding out who we are as a basketball team. And that makes a lot of sense to me. I think you would just find out who you are as basketball team. But I also think it makes a lot of sense to say, hey, what can you get done at the trade deadline? I think you're the, I know for a fact that Jazz are one of the busiest teams on the phone still. Yeah, I know for a fact that, that there are going to be significant trades that are going to happen. You look at the bottom of the West, and you look at the teams that are struggling. I have no doubt in my mind, and I know the Lakers are better without LeBron right now because AD's taken over an Alpha role. Um, I look at what the Nets are doing in the East. I look at where the Sixers are. I look at the injuries they have. You know, now that uh, I don't know how many people saw Tyreek Maxey has a small fracture in his foot. So he is out four to six weeks at a minimum. They got to go and make a deal in January. And I think I'm curious to see when those deals start coming in because I think there's a real chance that before Christmas time, there are some gifts handed out in the form of trades around this league, and I I think there's a real chance the trade market could be earlier this year than the deadline.
1: Well, and I wonder if you're you know if you're the Jazz, like if you're you know Danny Ainge, Justin Zanek, and Will Hardy as a group, when you're looking at this roster with the idea that hey, there's going to be opportunities because there's no doubt whether you like it or not, there's going to be a crap ton of opportunity to trade guys here like yes like every name on the roster is available that doesn't mean they're going to trade every name on the roster right but people are going to call about everybody on this roster and so to me it's curious like when Mike Conley goes out how much does that play a factor in in minutes load like if you're if you're saying to yourself hey yeah Malik Beasley's probably a guy that we're going to look at moving okay well let's make sure that we're not running him into the ground let's make sure that he doesn't play more minutes than he has to play let's let's you know, get him the proper exposure. Let's give, you know, yeah, maybe we don't love THT, but he's going to be here and we need to ride him a little bit more than maybe we'd love to see him out there. Like, I, those are the things that I think about too. Like, you definitely got to take that into consideration. So that's why I say injury happens, pay attention to what they do. Really watch minute distribution because that will, that can be provide some insight into, yeah. you know, maybe what a plan is or, or, or what they think. Yep. Talking Utah Jazz Basketball on the Monty Show. The Blind
0: Swordsman DS. What's up, my man? He says, I feel like instead of uh, racist getting kicked out of a game, they should allow every player one free punch of a fan. Then he can sit back down in his seat. That feels aggressive to me this morning. You know, I mean, listen. They removed listen. him
1: from the game, bro. Like, I don't know what you're, I, I, I don't know what you want, what else you want him to do. I don't know where we've gone in society that, and
0: I'm being honest, I don't know where we've gone in society that it feels like every team is talking about this. I just don't understand it. Whether it's Kyrie or, I mean, you can point to whoever you want. You can point to jazz games, but this isn't going away. It's only getting more prevalent. Yeah. And I don't know what you do to fix it. Because you have a, you know, Kyrie returns to the Nets last night. You have all these protesters outside. You have Jalen Brown tweeting like an asshat about, like, just being stupid. Like, race and equality issues. Look at what's going on in the World Cup today. Yeah. Race and equality issues continue to be at the forefront of politics and sports. And you know why that is? Because politics and sports are the exact same thing. They, as men, that's those are the two things that we care about most outside of our families, right? Like politics and sports is where our passions burn. This The the, the poor fan behavior, I just don't think it can continue. Yeah. I, I really don't. It, it is so frustrating to me. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, I was more impressed with the Portland win than the Suns being a second night of a back-to-back. Oh, I agree 100%. And as well as Portland has played, the Dame injury kind of takes, you know, but again, it's Damian Lillard, man. He's always hurt. He's always hurt. Yeah. Injured guys are injured guys, and that doesn't change. Yeah. And I, I it's it's really unfortunate, you know. When we talk about we talk about guys like they're you know they're they're you know bars of gold or something that we can just buy and sell. It's got to be really frustrating to be Mike Conley to finally be in a really good situation. After a lot of frustration the last two years, and now you get a significant knee injury that's going to have you out of the lineup for weeks, because it just that's got to be really frustrating. Yeah, Ryan says Walker Kessler is is impressive. He is. Walker Kessler is impressive. You know it. it, Obviously, the Portland game's a tougher matchup for him Mm -hmm. because you don't have you're not running your face into Nurkic because he's not going to play Nurkic. He that's not who Kessler is right now. So he's going to have a, a limited run there, but Walker Kessler needs as many minutes as possible. I still maintain that there's nothing wrong with starting him at the the four or the five at some point. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Well, there's, you
1: don't have anything to lose, right? Like, and again, that goes back to the expectation <clears throat> point. Like, yeah, obviously you you don't want to, you know, like you don't want to just play basketball with reckless abandon. Like, you don't want to just start these young guys and. Just run them out there and overexpose them. I mean, like you just said, these guys are human beings, right? Like the, the the confidence game, you know, is a really important one in basketball. You wanna get you wanna get these guys a proper minutes load. And trust me when I say they're going out there with a game plan. Each player's got something that they're trying to do individually so yeah when you when you're trying to run kessler out there um you know against Nurkic, that's probably not going to work out too well for kessler so with that in mind yeah he's probably not going to play that matchup too much but you start to understand that against smaller teams like i look at when they played memphis as an example and memphis didn't have you know jaron jackson jr playing well you're going to run you're going to run walker out there quite a bit because that's a fast game that he really fits into and he can make a big impact so so to me, again, like Will Hardy's job, while seemingly it, it, it's not that difficult on paper, there's a lot that goes into how much you're gonna play this guy or that guy, or like, or or where a certain individual is at. Like, like if tomorrow, you know, Colin Sexton, Sexton says, "Hey, you know, my knee is a little sore," right? Hey, my my knee is a little sore. Well, Will Hardy's got to take that into consideration. Along with the matchup and along with all the stats and analytics because the NBA is such an analytic league. So, that's why I say, like, I think that, like, yeah, I like me some Walker Kessler. I like what the guy provides. I like his energy. I like his want to on defense. I like his ability to run the floor, his willingness to to get up the floor, but but he's not ready. But there's also
0: very specific matchups where he works. Yeah. He doesn't work in like the Suns game. He got more minutes, but he didn't really have an impact on the game. Right. So you're looking at Walker Kessler as a guy who fits into certain situations, and he doesn't fit into all situations. I think that's, you know, there there's just there's no doubt about that. And I see all the the comments on the the Portland fan situation. Look, I don't want to have some big long conversation about racism. I I yeah. really don't. But for once, I will say it was refreshing a Utah team was involved in a racist incident that wasn't with a Utah fan,
1: <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, the Jazz have their history at home. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I, I, I think obviously, you know, Russell Westbrook is the easiest example. But there, there have been other incidents over the years. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. You make a great point. Like, we're hearing about this stuff more and more now. All the time. You know? It, I mean, it seems and, like it, it started with the BYU stuff this year, and now it's like kind of grown, and it's pro- in the professional stuff, and now the World Cup, and, and it does get a little tiring. But I have to say, like, they removed the fan. Like, that's what they have to do. And,
0: and I saw it through Sarah Todd on, I guess, on Twitter. I think she was tweeting about it. I think it was Sarah Todd. Um, but apparently, there was a racist gesture in. Some verbiage lobbed in Jordan Clarkson's direction in Portland because I also see people asking what happened. It, there was just a, it, and by the way, it wasn't lost on me at the time I was reading that tweet. The first thing that went through my mind is, well, look what happened to BYU at Oregon. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I wish I was surprised that it happened in Portland. I'm not. I, I'm really not. You know, it just is. It is what it is. Uh, Mr. E says, I wonder if Sexton is really a long term project. I don't view him as a project. I view him as a guy who's a young player who you haven't seen his best yet, who's coming off of a significant knee injury. If the knee injury doesn't happen, if my aunt were my uncle, she'd have balls, but she doesn't, so she's not. Facts. The point is, if the injury doesn't happen, he is still in Cleveland and Don's not. Yeah. The injury happened. So now he's got to build back his his knee. He's got to get more confidence in that. And I think he's he's doing really well with that. But now he's got to evolve, and he's got to trust in the development process at the Utah Jazz, and we'll see what happens. You know, I just think it's it's it, it'll be interesting to see. Jesus Christ says uh, Mike also got hurt too, though, and point guard is out tonight. Yes, we 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 talked about that. Uh, Beasley staying with the Jazz. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't believe he will. I think Malik Beasley. What NBA sources have told me is that Malik Beasley is one of the most in-demand Jazz players they have right now. Well, and so, it
1: makes sense with a skill set, right? Like He's he's one of those guys that can you could basically put him on any team and he's going to produce from three. That's the kind of guy he is.
0: Yep. Jesus Christ says Malik is staying with the Jazz. They've already made that clear. I totally disagree. I don't know what made that clear means. that If the Utah Jazz got the offer that they were looking for for Malik Beasley, they would pack his bags for him. Are we clear on that? They will trade Malik Beasley. In my opinion, he's a guy that is, see, like, I, I love statements like this. Oh, they've made that clear. So wait, let me get this right. Danny Ainge, whose job is to improve this roster, has said, hey, I just want to make it clear. Hey, everybody, real quick. We're not trading Malik Beasley. Is everybody clear on that? Hey, guys. Are we clear on that now? Why would they do that? <laughs> All right, What are you talking? They haven't made that clear have not made clear. Did they that make clear. it clear
1: on Joe Ingles? <laughs> right?
0: Right. Like and I would compare Joe Ingles, it's interesting you bring that up. I compare Joe Ingles to Mike Conley. Yeah. Like how long do you hang on to Mike? <laughs> Mike's the guy that I think they've made made it clear that they're not so interested in trading him. And because they think he's been a lovely impact player off the floor and on the floor. Yeah. And by the way, talking about Colin Sexton development, Mike Conley's a great mentor for a guy like Colin Sexton. You know, I I think the guy in the summer they made clear they didn't want to trade was Jordan Clarkson. How many times did I sit on this show and tell you, well, you know, my jazz guy is telling me that they don't have an appetite to trade Jordan Clarkson. They're not married to Malik Beasley. Why would they be married to Malik Beasley? Ask yourself that question. Because if I understand Danny Ainge the way I think I do, he's well aware this team's not a championship contender. Yeah, He knows that for a fact. And even in a depressed Western Conference, because I would say, and I don't know what you guys think about this, but I, I would say that the Western Conference has not lived up to the hype. Like, it, it is not. I mean, you look at the Rockets, Lakers, Spurs, Thunder. Okay, nobody's surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yeah. But the Warriors being below 500 and out of the playoff picture, you're not surprised, but I'm stunned by that. Minnesota being an abject failure of a petri dish like it, it's ridiculous the experiment and how badly it's gone with Carl Anthony Towns at the 4 it's are we already, a disaster are, is
1: it too soon to call it a failure because I know we're, we're we're pretty much there I mean you're at the
0: you're you're this week is going to mark a quarter of the season yeah I mean you're you're no longer early in the season we're a quarter of the way through they're an abject failure in Minneapolis they're going to have to I don't know what happened to D'Angelo. I have no idea. I he I'm not uh, that that may be somebody wearing his skin suit. I don't know because where did homie go? I have no idea what happened to him. Yeah. And Carly Anthony Towns, dude, you're not a power forward. You're a five. By the way, did anybody see Lucas step out of bounds yesterday? That was so satisfying.
1: Yes, it was. Oh, I hate Lucas. Then Gunn. the CMB all pissed off, wasn't it great? But look at
0: it. You want to talk about injuries? Look at John Morant. Is John ja Morant becoming the guy who can't stay healthy so we never see his ceiling? Yeah. Another major injury for John ja Morant. Yeah, I
1: mean, he's the guy that the problem for Ja is he's the guy that's the high flyer, you know, and and I and I look back and I think about, you know, he's got a hell of a body. Like he his explosiveness reminds me of like flashes of the way Derek Rose when he was young played, you know, where he was constantly trying to dunk on dudes and like constantly pushing the pace. And then you saw what happened to Derek, and I think Ja's going to have to find, you know, that healthy balance where you can't constantly be trying to dunk on guys and be up in the air. Like, he's going to have to develop in that sense. But I I, I love John Morant's game. I really hope he doesn't become Mr. Injury and go the damn route. But too late. Yeah. Too late. It's not a matter of
0: is he becoming hot. This guy, if you look at John Morant. Yeah. And for those of you who didn't see it, he's got this ankle injury. Look at the Ball family. No, we're the best family ever who can't stay healthy. Yeah. You know, like you look at this situation, and you look at John Morant, and you look over his career, and you start asking yourself: Is John Morant a guy that you can believe can play seventy-five games a year? Because I'm telling you, yeah. you're you're smoking hashish if you think he can, yeah. or whatever you're you know <coughs> Iowa. You're smoking ayahuasca that you can't smoke. It's a tea. Um, 67, 63, 57, and he's played 14 games this year. Yeah. And now he's out for a significant amount of time. I mean, it is, it's going to be very difficult to make the argument that John Moran is somebody you can count on. Yeah. Because again, Chaboy, Kevin Durant, you know, that guy's going to be there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, has he had major injuries? Yes. But he's also shown it over a longer scope. I think Steph Curry's a guy now you can believe will be there, right? Look at the best players in this league. Let me ask you this. you believe LeBron James is a guy you can say he'll be there? Not anymore. Yeah. Because there's always something going on Used with that be. cat now. Used to be. Right? Anthony Davis is a guy that now they're believing in, and he's kicking ass without LeBron. So uh, we can go up and down the, the Western Conference. Yeah. We talked about this when Mike Conley was traded to the Jazz. Yeah. Uh. Well, well, you know he's injured all the time. And how many people flip their lid on us for saying, well, hey, man... Mike Conley's going to get hurt, and he's not going to be there when you need him. Can't
1: going to be able to count on that guy. Oh, you guys just hate Mike Conley and the Jazz. Hey, and, Fanash, you're a hater. Hey, and you guys hate Rudy Gobert. Like, dude, like, it's so obvious, you know, like, what's going to happen. Like, it, as you say, as everyone knows the saying, water's wet, and this guy's hurt. And it just <laughs> continues to happen. The macho man. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't ever. You're terrible at it. Oh, Yeah. Sorry. You have to have I'm a little... A man! You have to have a little... Your ball's got to drop so that yeah. you can have a little gravel yeah. in your voice. Right, yeah. The Macho Man, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives us a nine ninety nine super sticker. Thank you. Um, the Macho Man says, enjoy my week off of soaking the Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so the best part of my morning this morning was coming into the Maverick Center Studios of the Monty Show <laughs> and popping on the computer and the first comment what is this soaking thing that I hear you guys keep referencing? I Google searched it and it says it's America's favorite water gun. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, if you call yours a water gun, I have no problem with that. Yeah. You know, I have no problem with that. Jeff Johnson. How the heck are you? Mike Maples. What's up? My guy, he says, was the John Collins rumor this weekend, a real possibility or just smoke. I can only tell you that I'm a pimp in every sense of the word. How long have we been talking about the jazz chasing John Collins on this show?
1: Yeah, and I feel like the Hawks have have. Vacillated. How long have we been talking about John Collins being a, a jazz target? A year.
0: Ah. <clears throat> I will also repeat what I always tell you about trades. One, I'm never wrong. Two, your wife wants me. And three, no. I'm <laughs> By the way, did you hear the latest call from the Charlotte guy?
1: Yes, I did. Oh, my God. That was a fire dunk, though. Dude. You need to... You should have... That was
0: a fire dunk. Jake had a night last night. Here we go. And I'm not sure it was, It could have been a hooker. I'm not sure. Jake just left. So, we come home from the Grizzlies game last I night. Yeah, worked all right?
1: day, you know. Because
0: the Jazz got... Or the uh, Grizzlies had a terrible weekend. Right. Frankly, it was brutal. They got swept by their rival Idaho Steelheads. We come home last <laughs> night. we get home at 6.30. Chillin'. Texting with Jake, like, hey, what are we talking about tomorrow? Nothing, 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 nothing. Doesn't answer. And Bro, I'm like, All You right.
1: didn't text me, what are we talking
0: about? I didn't, but I did text you like some stuff. Anyway, the point is Jake doesn't answer. So this morning I'm like, what'd you do? You either fell asleep or you went to your girlfriend's house. Because he's back with the girl he broke with broke yes, up with yes, over yes, FaceTime. Sir. Um, and he's like, No, <laughs> we FaceTimed. That's right, T. Would you go to bed then? Dummy. Anyway, the point is, the Charlotte Hornets announcer lost his ever-loving mind. Yeah. On a reverse overhead dunk by some guy with, like, purple hair. Yeah. It was incredible. It was a great moment. Mike Maples, I'll say it about everything I say with trades. Trades are not made when you pick up the phone, and you're like, hey, Danny, uh, can I give you a ball because. of basketballs, a bag of basketballs? I'll throw my balls in, too, if it takes it to get it done right now, today. Here we go. Take it or leave it. <laughs> That's not how a trade gets done. Trade is, hey, the Jazz and the Hawks, we're talking about a swap with Rudy Gobert. Right. I want this guy. I want that guy. Hey, I really like this guy. Man, eh, you know, that guy's kind of a dick. Well, but what about this guy? Oh, he's you know. nice. Oh, but that guy? No, man, his hair is crazy. Okay, cool. Like, so... Danny Ainge knows who he likes on that roster, and they know who Danny likes on that roster. Mm-hmm. So when it comes time for John Collins to get traded, they're like, well, hey, remember, Danny said he really liked the way John Collins's kneecaps are shaped? You should probably call Danny Ainge back. That's how trades happen. Well, hey, hey, Danny, it's Jimmy Jack over here in Poughkeepsie. We talked over the summer about Steve and Ted. Bo-gen. Are you still interested? Well, you you are? Okay, great. And then you, like, finish the trade that you had tried to start in the summer, but now it's January or February, and that trade gets done. Yeah. By the way, this team is a John Collins away from being a top-five team in the West. Yeah. Defensively, they need John Collins defensively. Because I love Vando. I love Vando. But he's not a guy that can bang. And I think what we saw with Joe, and I think more to the point what we saw with, like, DeAndre Ayton was that big guys are having their way with the Jazz. Yeah. Mainly because Walker's not ready yet. So, yeah, absolutely, I think the Jazz want and would welcome a deal for John Collins. Oh, but they've made it clear they're not trading Malik Beasley. So Atlanta says, hey, we'll give you John Collins for Malik Beasley and we'll make the money work. No, listen, you know, as much as I love the way John Collins' kneecaps are shaped. Right. Jesus Christ Destroys Marxism said, we're not trading Malik Beasley. <laughs> and I got to tell you, fucking A, hey man, I can't do it. Don't want to piss off JC. They would, they would make a John Collins-Malik Beasley deal today. Yeah, I'm a little salty today. I'm a little salty today. Had a fight with the wife last night. You know, like, dog threw up. She comes home, so I'm a dick, right? I had that moment where I'm a... a a non-recognizing husband. Uh huh. So Mrs. Monty had the cocoa. She thought it'd be a good idea to give the cocoa to the dog. So the dogs had the cocoa. He's pretty much over it now. Right. But Mrs. Monty is a phenomenal woman. Like she, she really is. Yeah. And so she's really been working hard to take care of the dog. So he hasn't been eating a lot. So she goes out of her way last night. We stopped by Harmon's. It was a long weekend. We stopped by Harmon's. She buys chicken breast vegetables. She goes home, steams brown rice, boils chicken breast and vegetables, chops them up, like minces them up, yeah. feeds them to the dog. An hour later, he throws up all over his bed. Damn. So we're standing over it, looking at him eating his vomit that he oh. had just thrown up. And I said to her, "Hey, you can't give them vegetables."
1: Is that how did you say it like that, or what? I'm was sure that? I did because I'm a dick, right? I'm
0: sure I did. And so, like twenty minutes later, we're like getting ready to go to bed, and she had like a whole meltdown thing. She was like, "Hey, I feel like I'm the only one doing stuff around the house. You know, I've been taking care of the dog. I'm, you know, like I'm doing the dishes. So, like this dishes thing has clearly become a grind. Uh-huh. I need to step up. I need to do my part. Absolutely." Right. But one of the reasons I don't like doing the dishes is she doesn't approve of the way I load the dishwasher. Okay. She, Mrs. Monty does not like the way I load the dishwasher. Is there, is there an approved technique? I don't know. I'm a guy. I don't know anything about loading dishwashers. <laughs> Nothing. So I'm just the guy that I'll fit the stuff in where it fits in, and then I'm going to throw the th- thing in there and hit start, and then it's going to do its thing. Yeah. No she like moves this here and that there and this goes over here Does, and
1: I mean is there have there been instances where like the way you loaded it the dishes weren't clean or something or like no it, there no, hasn't been
0: no but every time I load the dishwasher she would literally walk up and start rearranging the dishes that I put in the dishwasher <laughs>
1: yeah
0: like the last time I put a cutting board in back like a plastic cutting board yeah. I and what I do is and I think the other thing that annoys her is I wash the dishes then I put them in the dishwasher Like, I don't leave, like, food debris and stuff all over the dishes. And so I washed this cutting board, and I put it in the back of the lower rack. She moved it to the side. She's like, no, it doesn't work. (laughs) now." Like, okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's that fine line when you're loading the dishwasher. Like, obviously, you don't want to clean the dishes perfectly, but you also don't want to be putting, like, food chunks in there and stuff because it's hard on your dishwasher. No,
0: I agree. Yeah. I need to do more. I have been really busy lately. I have slacked off as a... As a as a a helping hand around the house. We missed the other this all started because the dog got sick and she was sick. Yeah. And it's been kind of a long grind. But we missed garbage day last week because I didn't put the garbage out. And so now like our recycling can is chock full of boxes. And so I need to I need to do my part. And I feel really bad about it. Because she deserves better. And I, I, I she works at home. You know how it is when you work at home and yeah. you're, you're missing football at 50. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like, so my wife works at home. She grinds all day. I need to do my part. It doesn't matter if I'm busy with X, Y or Z. The like right. The garbage has to go out. Mm-hmm. The dishes have to get done. The dog has to be fed. And then when she feeds him and he throws up, I don't need to say, hey, you can't give him vegetables. It's nine o'clock. You know, like I, I, you can't do that, right? You have to be, I, I owe her more partnership than that. Right. And I'm a terrible it can person be tough sometimes, and, man. Like, you know, you know,
1: there's a lot happening.
0: You know, I, you know, Uh Provo Cougar fan says I integrated the whites in the colors and now I have been fired from doing laundry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott Howard says my wife has a method to how the dishwasher gets loaded too. She, you know. It's kind of crazy. It, the problem it? is, you know what the problem is? I think I do a really good job of making sure my wife knows that I love her and I value her, but that's not enough anymore. When you grind the way we grind, and she's been sick, so I, I don't know why. I'm usually really good at this part of it. Uh huh. I'm usually really good at hey, my wife's been sick. I need to step up. Right. But I have been so uh, frankly, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like I have been so busy. Like I'll go home. On nights where the Utah Grizzlies don't play, or I don't have anything going on, like tonight, the problem is tonight the G League tips off at Maverick Center, uh-huh. and James Wiseman and Santa Cruz are in town. I'm gonna go to that the first half of that game. Yeah. There's just no doubt about it. It tips off at seven. I probably won't get home till eight thirty. You know, like it just is not. It's not ideal. Yeah. It sucks, dude. It, it frankly it sucks, and I feel really bad about it because I am usually much better at stepping up and doing what needs to be done. And I need to do that. Mm-hmm. I need to be better about that because you just can't.
1: Well, and I think it's tough. Like sometimes, like not sometimes, a lot of the time, like the, the, for us, like the days, like we'll come in and do the show thinking, all right, Hey, cool. Like, you know, today's kind of a lighter day. We're going to do the show. And then we can, we, you know, we've got some flexibility in it and then X, Y, and Z pops up and all of a sudden it's five o'clock, you know, you know? And so it's like, you get home and you're tired or like today. If something were to pop up, and it's like, oh well, we're gonna be here till two anyway. Might as well just stay. And it's like you never make it home. That's no. the tough part. But like you just said, like you know, they're like when she's been sick, and and this dog thing's been a. And I don't even. I, obviously, it's not even my dog technically. But like the dog being sick, like we all know, uh, you know, dogs, kids being sick, like just makes things incredibly difficult. So, I, just I, yeah. Just remember
0: something that old Uncle Monty's gonna teach you. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing to say is say nothing at all. There are situations, and I've learned that professionally, and I think I do a much better job than I've ever done of just not saying anything. Right. But when you are at home with your wife, and something happens, you know those little minutia moments where something happens? The best thing to say is to say nothing at all and just do what needs to be done. Yeah. And I usually am really good about that. And I cannot tell you how many times I've said, nope, we're going to let that go. I'm going to handle it. I'm going to do this. I need to step up. My wife needs it. Got to handle it. And last night, I completely failed her. Like, just incredibly frustrating. But what's interesting is um, everybody apparently has wife dishwasher issues. Kurt Meyer says, Monty, this is a woman thing. My wife has a list of deficiencies a mile long and pushes buttons. Okay. Uh, Boyd Lake says there's a right way and a wrong way to load the dishwasher. But that said, sometimes my wife seems to have not the best reasons for her method. She just likes it her way. But there's That's exactly nothing right. wrong with that. No. Right. And there are things like, there are things that you just have to understand. Like she also had to handle the leaky water heater yesterday. We're just sitting at the, the house Dude. and the, the, the toilet upstairs and my wife has her own bathroom. The toilet in her bathroom somehow malfunctioned and it knocked the lid off the tank. How does that ever happen?
1: And It's like a loud, like thud, dude. Like, yeah. you know how heavy those covers are.
0: Yeah, um, she gave your dog tacos, no. She went out of her, my wife's a great dog, mom. I'm a terrible dog, dad. I, I admit it, I am. Mark Hale says, sounds like Mrs. Monty needs to call. You know I am a divorce lawyer. No, she don't need to call. Yeah, chill uh, with that. so growing up I had to help my mom with the dishes and she unintentionally taught me how to load a dishwasher like a woman Tanner says well I wish your mom well, would I have not even taught know me. what
1: the hell that means I, I, I didn't even know to be honest with you guys I didn't even know there was a right way and a wrong way to load a dishwasher yeah, you're ta- like, you're,
0: you're, you are not the, do not ever ask Jake to cook you anything because you <laughs> are a tornado in a kitchen you are f- flipping brutal you don't load the, you, you can't even feed the. I'll never let you feed my dog again why? Because you're terrible. Like, our dogs eat a very certain way. I give them kibble with vegetable broth on it, and usually they crush it. When they're sick, they need something different, right? This guy, I'll be like, hey, can you feed the dogs real quick? He'll just take the dry food, throw it in the bowl, and put it on the floor. It's like, that's they're not going to eat that, dude. Like, Anyway. Uh, jc's an nba all-star already in the philippines yes he is i would agree with that uh boyd lake says i have never mixed colors and whites in the laundry see now i actually do my own laundry Mm -hmm. and my wife has like these toe socks these and gingy toe socks that she has to have dried and you know like i don't ever mess around with her laundry i don't like combining our laundry like Usually on Sundays and this week I didn't do it because we were busy, but usually Sunday morning I get up, carry my basket downstairs and do my laundry, right? Like it's, and it's just, it didn't happen. Uh, It didn't happen. I am in charge of the dishwasher at our house and I am very particular how it's loaded. Maybe I need to learn how to load a dishwasher. I don't know. There is way too many, uh, there is my way to do things and there is the right way my wife's way. Yeah, I think sometimes you just have to, I've learned to pick, you have to really pick your battles. Like we we have a hot tub and my wife just, dude, she doesn't want to talk about it. She will handle the chemicals in the hot tub and that's it. There's no discussing it. We're going to do it her way or she's going to lose her shit over it. And it's like, it's just not worth the argument. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's just not it's just not worth the argument. And why Monty fan, what's up, my guy? He says, uh, I like a person that owns their shortcomings or those small things you better uh, cue there in a man. All those small things you better something there in a man. Well, you better recognize, I'm telling you guys, when it comes to situations in your marriage, not every argument needs to be an argument. I'm a man. Sometimes a hug and a kiss and an apology or say, hey, you know what? I own that. Yeah, absolutely. I have not. Yeah, you have to. You have to do it. You have to do it. My Monty fan says, "I'm a man. I'm 40." Tanner says, <laughs> "Exactly right." Uh, Fat Jesus says, "You failed her, but I'm sure you made up to her in the sack, right?" Well, we, it was a cold, lonely <laughs> night. It's a cold. Like, like usually, we go to sleep. Like she, she lays behind. Like I lay on my left. She lays behind me. That didn't happen last night. You know. Okay. You, it, it, it just didn't. Uh, Richard says, in my marriage, I'm the one uh, that's particular about how the dishwasher's loaded. I, I wish I was. I wish I was. I'm the guy that does all the counters. Like, I clean the stove. Like, I'm all good with that. She's the one that does the dishes because she does not approve of the way I load the dishwasher. She does not. She absolutely does not. And it's, I don't think I do a bad job. Like, I line all the plates up. I line the Tupperware up. No, I I
1: don't think it's a good or bad thing. I I, I think it's, and again, it's not, you know, these conversations, like, you know, are not really, it's not really a criticism conversation. It's more just like, you know, like when you, when you're, I would assume when you're with someone for 20 years or however long it's been now, you know, things have a particular way about being done. And, you know, like, you know, like as an example, like I'm sure like in the shoe room, you have your particular way about you know like putting this shoe there or that like you have oh, i'm not things. even
0: like she's all over me about that too like yeah it's just i've i have not been present enough i have not done my part there okay is, so
1: how do you let me ask you this then because i think this is this is where as dudes like the rubber meets the road for us right like in these kind of times like how do you as a dude like in like when your life is busy Is it just going out of your way? Like is it just like taking the dishes and putting them at the top of the stack and like no matter what that's gonna get done and then you'll find the other things when you can?
0: No, I think like in my situation, I just need to be more present. I need to be the one that that may that does what needs to be done. Like I need to make sure that the garbage gets out on Tuesday night in South Jordan, Tuesday night's garbage night. Gotta take the garbage out. Right, like I need to, I need to, I. Ju- you just, you know, it. There's not one particular thing. Right. You just have to take initiative to get stuff done. Right. And for me, it's been more difficult lately because I've been super busy. But she doesn't want to hear that. So, and I, I don't disagree with that. You know, I, I don't disagree with that. What's up, Jordan Brown? Uh, Good morning to everybody. It is 7 o'clock on the Monty Show presented by the advocates, Advocates utahadvocates.com. If you've been in a wreck, if you've been injured, make sure without question you go to the advocates, Advocates utahadvocates.com. The best part about their website is you can chat with them online. Um, There are no consultation fees. There are no, um, you know, retainers. You don't pay the advocates in lesson until they win your case. That's how confident they are that they can be your advocate, that they can represent you so you can get back to being the best version of yourself at UtahAdvocates.com. I don't think there's any doubt the number one story this morning is the Utah Jazz. They sweep the weekend. They are in Los Angeles tonight against the Clippers where they're a four-point dog. But look at that number, 221.5. This team is certainly driving the news cycle in Utah and the funny thing is when the Jazz win, everybody's all about it. When the mm-hmm. Jazz lose, people are like, oh, so how's the weather? <laughs> right? Like, it, it's pretty amazing. But I think what you're seeing, and obviously the big storylines out of this weekend, Laurie Markinen hits what essentially amounts to a game-winning shot. Um, this offense continues to be compelling. Jordan Clarkson had a really nice stretch in Portland. And you're you're seeing that when this team's really good, they play team basketball. The ball moves. Everybody's involved. I think the biggest question is, where is the Jazz Brain Trust? Where are they? How are they? What are they viewing this team as? That's a huge question for me. And by the way, another huge issue with the Jazz, not issue, but another huge storyline, the G League kicks off at the Maverick Center tonight. The Salt Lake Stars host James Wiseman and the Santa Cruz Warriors tonight and tomorrow at 7 right here at the Maverick Center and I think it's a really interesting time because you're seeing this roster with the the stars really now be valuable because you know the 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 injury to Mike Conley means everybody's one step closer to the court. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how in this whole new development process that the Jazz have put in place, how do they use the G League? How do they use the stars? Like how long will Akbaji be in the G League? I think that's a really interesting question. Can they get more out of him? Yeah. How long is Mike Conley going to be out? They say that Mike Conley, and if you didn't see it, it was pretty gnar, dude. It was a non-contact injury um, on Saturday night. It was, I mean, I, when you see it, you you think it's an ACL. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. I thought it was an ACL. It turned out not to be an ACL.
1: Yeah, and I think that the interesting thing is like, you know when those type of injuries happen and they happen every single year you know um the g league has kind of taken this turn where now it is becoming more of a triple a baseball level like i feel like before the g league was like a was was like a, oh yeah just throw him in the g league we don't need him he's just going to be in our organization but but you know like we just want to keep his rights but yeah, just put him in the g league for now like we'll talk to him next year i felt like that's kind of what what the G League used like used to be but now with with talks about the new CBA and like you know how that's going to change the draft and how these guys kind of come to the league and all these guys you know playing in the G League now like you know obviously VW and Scoot Henderson and like you you look at the path of these guys the G League is really becoming an asset for NBA Franchises and obviously like you know with the stars because obviously they're 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 the team that you know They're our G League team like the stars getting into the Maverick Center and getting into a new building is a big deal Not just from the standpoint of hey tickets are fourteen dollars, and it's really accessible for fans But also because you're playing in a, a a more professional environment That's a sign that the G League is moving forward Remember the stars were at a community college with all due respect to Salt Lake Community College, because it's awesome. It is not fit to be a home for a G League. So that's why I'm saying. Like, the G League is becoming a bigger and bigger deal. And if you're not up to speed on what the G League has to offer, I would encourage you to look into it more. Because guys like Igbaje, you you don't know what he's going to turn into, right? Like, five years from now, dude could just take this turn and be an all-star. Who the hell knows, right? But it all starts here. So that's what I'm saying. The Jazz need to leverage the g league to get these guys development because last year you remember the jared butler situation you remember they didn't really use the g league too much with him he sat and i mean it's harsh to say rotted on the bench but that's essentially what happened he sat at the end of the bench and never played then when he did play he wasn't very good so that's why i'm saying like tonight when the stars tip off these are meaningful games from a prospect perspective
0: yeah, I think they're incredibly meaningful games. And I think you look at somebody like Frank Jackson, he's put up 20 points a night on a team that scores 110 points a night. And so you you start to wonder, like, is is Frank Jackson, who's shooting 33% from three and scoring 20 points in the G League, is that a guy that can be a bench rotational player for you? Well, I don't think there's any doubt um, that Frank Jackson can be a bench player in this league. You know, you, you – you know, if we're looking at somebody like a Raleigh Alkins, for instance, Raleigh isn't exactly lightening up in the G League. He's averaging nine points a game. He's probably not a guy that you would guess would be in the league. But you, if you look at some of the other guys, the Balmeros of the world, um, I don't know that he's an NBA body. I don't know, frankly, that if you look at some of these, you look at some of these guys. Ochai Baji's really interesting. You know, he's somebody that's played four games. Um, He's playing 29 minutes a night and averaging 11 and a half points a game. Yeah, Does that get you pushed back up to the big club? Probably not. You know, like, I, I, I mean, you have the opportunity to come and see those guys. That's why I'm really excited about it. Yep. You know, in terms of, you know, how important my marriage is. I don't know that I'm so excited about it. Uh, Al Gundy gives us a $5 tip and says something eerily similar about the Utah Jazz and the Seahawks having unexpected great starts to their seasons, both got rid of star players. Well, I mean, I don't know who you who you mean. Like, you mean Marshawn Lynch in Seattle? Or, I mean, like, what star player? Because I think I'm pretty sure I told you that Russ wasn't an elite quarterback. <coughs> <clears throat> yes, he means Russell <laughs> Wilson.
1: People hate that I don't love Russell Wilson. Well, you know, I mean... He's controversial. There's no you know, question about it. He's been know. garbage for the Broncos. Garbage. Yeah, so. he's not
0: been great. There is no doubt he has not been great. There is no doubt in my mind. But it's it's not it's not dissimilar. You're right. I I think it's interesting that when you look at, um, you know things like the Seattle Seahawks and you compare them, um, I don't think there's any doubt that. Yeah, they both got rid of their star players. I, I, I don't I don't hate it, that it, analogy. Appreciate the five dollar tip. Dude,
1: when you get rid of key figures on any team, whether they're stars or not, like like when you get rid of key figures in your starting group, key contributors your organization's going to change. Yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. That's how it works. Yep. Uh,
0: Emma uh gives us a $5 tip, says, remember every, uh, everyone, every dollar spent on tips goes to families that need help during the holiday. Yeah, yes. we have some really cool stuff going on, actually. um, We were able to hook some people up for Thanksgiving. We appreciate that. Uh, we're really focused now on Christmas, and we, we're really trying to work with different families to provide... Um, either experiences or toys or food, or we're really looking to adopt um, some kids for Christmas. So if you have suggestions, if you guys need help, if you know your friends or your, your family um, that's struggling a little bit, please feel free to DM us. We have the funds available um, that we're gonna spend on kids for Christmas. So have at it. If we can help you or your friends or your family, please let us know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, uh, is where you find me on Twitter you can DM me you can DM Jake certainly uh, at SLC Jake uh, we're we are thrilled to have the opportunity to help in any way possible um, that we ca- that we can because it just it makes such a difference um, that we're able to help as many families as possible that's really what we we've really, done this only because you guys have helped us so much. I mean, yeah. I can't tell you, every time you guys tweet us a picture of your Papa Murphy's pizza or that you're at Quick Quack Car Wash or all the people who've DM'd us about, you know, Um, you know, like every time you guys go to barbecue pit stop, mm-hmm. it just makes such a big difference to us and we really nice. appreciate how much you guys have helped us. Uh, Boyd Lake says, we had a uh, diving pool when we lived in Arizona. I insisted I handle the chemicals. They are no joke. Well, chemicals in our hot tub can be a spicy topic. But again, that's one of those things where I'm like, all right, cool. You know what? I don't care. Hey, as long as the water is clear and I can get in, that's all good.
1: Do you have your things, though? Like your things that you're like, hey, I'm I'm doing this thing. Like, is that like, you know, a shoe room, let's say, or like whatever? You know, like. it. I used to, but my wife is just, I don't, she hates
0: when I say she's a control freak. Uh-huh. She's just very strong-willed so like she went and ordered a bunch of the the supreme boxes again right and we got to build those and put them in the shoe room and because frankly we are out of room i have a bunch of shoes on the floor but
1: but like does that bot like if it was you would you have ordered those boxes or like would you like i probably
0: would have at some point but she wants it done like see she's just a get it done person i came home one day and she had rearranged our office in the basement like Uh that's just how she is and i appreciate that about her she makes she makes our house better by doing stuff like that, and I, 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 need to, I need to be better at that. I absolutely need to be better about that. Eric and Raleigh says, the shoe room, come on guys. Hey man, shoe is no dude. joke. No joke. <laughs> uh, McKinley Cutler says, loving the ride while I can. Good morning um, to leave a like. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, if everybody here could leave us a like, that'd be great um you know we have almost a thousand views this morning we only have 24 likes please hit that like button yes that makes a huge difference if all 156 of you hit the like button it really helps the channel grow by the way we're still doing our ticket contest uh for the jazz if we get to 9000 subs
1: yes please subscribe man like the channel's growing. Obviously, we made a big investment into infrastructure here with the studio. For those of you who are newer to the show, we haven't we, we've only been in this studio for what uh, three, Less than a three uh, yeah, yeah. like three weeks, I think. So like, you know, we made a big investment to make the show better by having this studio at the Maverick Center every single day. So, you know, every every subscriber we can get makes a big difference. And yeah, if we get to nine thousand by, you know, December thirty first of this year, uh, we'll be taking you guys to a jazz game. So, you know, Against let's get it done. Donnie and the
0: calves. Yes. Let's knock it down. Get it done. Hit give us a like, give us a subscribe. We're only nineteen away. At, that's crazy to say this out loud. Yeah. We're only nineteen away from eight thousand. We're at seventy nine eighty one subscribers crazy. on this channel. Would love to get to, and maybe, hey, you know what? If if we get to 8,000 today, maybe we'll give something away, I don't know. Um, thank you, by the way, I wanna say real quick, a big thank you to everybody who went to Super Chicks in Ogden uh, the last week and on Saturday. Unfortunately, we couldn't do our show there. They had a plumbing issue uh, that popped up, so we weren't able to do that, but they were packed. And the owner up there was, was talking about how all of our listeners came in and, you guys are amazing. We're going to make that good. We're going to go up there and do a show. Yeah. Because um, those guys, I, I'm a huge believer in entrepreneurs. I think you guys know that. So we like to support small business and we like to put our money where our mouth is. So we, we're we absolutely going to build a relationship with Super Chicks and we eat there all the time. It's something yes. we tell you about. Um, go to the new Super Chicks, Riverdale Road in Ogden slash Riverdale. Uh, Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. And again, I would just tell you, walk in, find our guy Lance, and just call him Comrade. (laughs) Walk in there and say, hey, I'm looking for Lance. Hey, I'm supposed to tell you that we're Comrades. And use the Russian accent. Comrade.
1: Comrade. Comrade.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He'll know exactly who sent you. Uh, Al Gundy says, Bobby Wagner. Yes, exactly right. Bobby Wagner was the star that they let go of. Troy Cushing says, how good would uh, you both rate the trainers for the jazz? Hmm. That's a conversation and we've had it a lot. Donnie yeah. Don Donovan Mitchell certainly didn't love them. Um, they flipped them completely, you'll remember. Um, I don't know. I think they've been pretty healthy for the most part this year. I mean, Vandos had some issues. I, um, I think that when you, you rate know.
1: trainers, like injuries, you can't just lump them all into one thing. Like like soft tissue injuries, hey, my hamstring hurts. Hey, my IT band hurts, like, you know, like that type of injury, you can blame that on the trainers because that's them not having a good enough conditioning program to get these guys in shape. But like Conley's situation or like, you know, uh, ligament issues, I don't necessarily believe are on the trainers. So how would I rate them? Like I would probably give them maybe a five or a six out of ten. Like they're definitely not elite, but I think they haven't been horrible this year.
0: I think if you were having all kinds of knee injuries, non-contact injuries, that'd tell you quads, hammies, calves are not, Getting the development they need, but Mike Conley's like 68 years old.
1: We've talked a lot about not to not to go off the reservation here, but we've talked a lot about the training staff at BYU. I think the training staff at BYU is a real conversation. You look at all the injuries they had this year that were soft tissue, that were like, hey, I'm just not strong enough type injuries. That's a conversation. If the Jazz had that type of injury plague on their team, where the hell would they be? Because they don't have a 53-man roster. They don't have a whatever it is in college, 70 guys, or you know whatever the number is. Like, yeah. you don't yep. have that yep. level of like bodies on your team. So that's why I'm saying, like, in parlance of this conversation again, not just because they're tipping off tonight, but the G League is crucial. You have to develop your young yeah. guys to absorb these injuries.
0: Yep, Utah Jazz talk on the Monty Show is presented by our guys at Tridate Trading, TrydateTrading.com. Trading. Another local business. I'm a big believer. I think we do a lot of talking in this life, right? I'm a big believer in supporting local business. Try day trading. You absolutely should try day trading because I think one of the things this time of year that we're focused on is giving back because people are struggling. Stop that struggle. Do something today. Take action today to change your life. If I told you for the next three days before Thanksgiving that you could walk you could walk into your house every day work from home, be with your family, make the money you deserve. If I said to you in the next three days, you could make $3,000, take it or leave it. Yeah. You would take that all day long. You you would love to make five grand a week. You would love to make 20 grand a month. You would love to make, you know, $240,000 a year. Yes, yes, yes. That's money you deserve. You can do that with day trading. There are people right now, today, in the state of Utah and around the country, because Tri-Day Trading works with people around the country, all through North America. There are people today that are gonna make a $1,000 trading, day trading, because they went to tridaytrading.com slash Monty. That's all you have to do. It's a free webinar. It doesn't cost you anything to find out more. Go to Tri-Day Trading, register, watch the webinar, and then make a decision. It's that simple. But the one thing I'm asking you to do the one thing I'm asking you to believe is that if you take action, good things will happen. Stop talking, stop dreaming, stop, you know, stop fantasizing. Because when you don't put in the work, when you don't make that step to go to TridayTrading.com and watch the free webinar, all you're doing is dreaming, you're hoping. Hoping has never accomplished anything doing accomplishes things. And at Tri-Day Trading, the best part about their program is when you're through and you're ready to start day trading, you don't trade with your own money. You don't risk your own money. You trade with TridayTrading.com's money. And if you profit from it, they're gonna split that profit 50% with you. So you're gonna make money with their money. And if you lose it all, great, you lost their money. What did Mm -hmm. you lose? You lost nothing. That's how confident they are that their experience their ability, their technology allows them to make you a prolific day trader, get to trydaytrading.com Monty, register for the free webinar. All right, let's keep banging jazz. Uh, Jun- Junry Yabanez says, yes, I love the Utah Jazz. I'm a new subscriber here. Appreciate you. Let's go. Thank you, June. Appreciate, appreciate, you. appreciate that. Uh, El Gundy says the jazz team is already making LeBron James choke on his word that no one wants to pick the jazz. Kids rocking Clarkson jerseys here in Seattle. It's remarkable what Jordan Clarkson has been able to do. And again, I'm a realist. I think it, you guys know this. I am somebody that keeps it very real. Yeah. And you and I disagree on Jordan Clarkson. Apparently, I don't think he's a guy that you can be like, "Hey, go win me the game."
1: Yeah. W- what I was saying with that, because I, I, I want to make sure we're clear. Like, what I was saying is on this team, right? Like on a championship team, he's a six man. On this team. He's a guy that you're going to give that look to on some nights. Like, I think it's it like, hey, games on the line, who are we giving the ball to? It's either Markkanen or Clarkson. It's those two guys. And and the reason it's those two guys is because those two guys can get their own bucket, right? Now, I agree with you. Jordan Clarkson isn't a number one. Jordan Clarkson isn't some, isn't some you know, dagger of a player. He's not, you know, Book. He's not Kevin Durant. He, like, obviously, he's not those guys. But what I do know is that Jordan Clarkson has a propensity to get extremely hot and make shots that typically he wouldn't make. And so that's what I'm saying for Will Hardy. He's got to be able to read these guys. He's got to be able to say, okay, five seconds left. What's happened in this game? Is marketing got 30 or has he got 15? Well, if he's got 15 and Jordan's got 25, I'm probably going with JC. Yes. Vice versa. So to me on this team, like JC can be a guy that takes the last shot on this team. On a championship team, he's a six-man, but the guy is, is a scorer. That's what he does. So that's what I'm saying. It's a night-to-night thing, I feel like, for this team.
0: Yeah, and, and my feeling is pretty clear on Jordan Clarkson. I think he's a great six-man. I think he's an elite scorer in this league, but there's an exposure issue. And I think especially what you're seeing now, Jordan has struggled in recent times shooting the three. And I think that's becoming more and more prevalent as he gets more exposure and he gets more opportunity to shoot threes, that percentage is gonna to continue to go down. And at times it's gonna be precipitous. It's it's gonna to go to, he's gonna he's gonna shoot two of eight, two of ten, two of six from three. But the thing that I really like is he's getting to the free throw line. And I think one of the developmental angles you're seeing is he's not reliant on the three anymore. I think in past times in the Donny, you know, Rudy era, I think Jordan that was his his game. That was his weapon was to shoot threes. That's it. Yeah. 100%. So 100. For me, I think he's evolving as a player, but he needs to continue to evolve as a player. That that I think is really important. And I think also, by the way, when you look at at what this team needs, I think, I think you're going to have to find an alpha. Kurt Meyer says, "Well, my weekend kind of sucked. No job after Christmas. Whoa. Oh damn. Kurt, tell us what you do. Yeah. What do you do, bro? Tell us what you do. What kind of job are you looking for, Kurt? San Diego State Aztec says, Monty, the shoe room? What does Jake know about Amelda uh, Marcos? Rhetorical question. Thank you very much. I actually have a whole room in my house that's all shoes. The whole room. It's all shoes. You know. Uh, Neville93 says, thank you and Jake for everything. Oh, you're welcome. Appreciate it, Neville. Um, Troy Cushing says, how good would you both rate the trainers for the Jazz? I answered that question, my bad. Um, Jose Rodriguez. Good morning, Jose. I think this is probably your first comment ever. Uh, we do not need a Kevin Durant type player. Oh, really? Uh, don't you guys see? Apparently not. Uh, we are playing as a team. This is not a hero, uh, hero player team. Kevin Durant's not a hero ball player. He's just the best scorer in the world. Yeah. And if Kevin Durant called today and said, "Hey, I want to play for the Utah Jazz." Sign in up sign him up and where do I get his jersey? Because anytime you can have Kevin Durant wear your jersey, it's a good day. Yes. It is absolutely a good day. And there is no doubt in my mind that if it's possible for Kevin Durant and people are DMing me, I appreciate that. Um <laughs> I think that Kevin Durant if, thing, if it's possible yeah. to put Kevin Durant on your roster, you're gonna do that. Yeah. If you can put Paul George on your roster, you're going to do that. If you could put DeMar DeRozan, my nephew Jeffrey met DeMar DeRozan the other day and took a picture with him, and DeMar DeRozan, if I could have him on the Jazz, today I would do that.
1: Well, what do you get in those guys you don't have? You get reliability. You know, hey, every single night, Kevin Durant's probably going to give me 25 to 30 points. You just know that. You and get on, bucket getter. Yeah, and on his good nights, he's giving you 40. And and the thing is, is that right now, it, we're not sitting here suggesting they need hero ball. But what they do need is a dynamic killer on the wing. That's I what wanna, you need. I want to understand, Jose,
0: I want to understand your comment there. You think that this team doesn't need a superstar. You think then that they should just, what should they do? You think they should just develop the players that they have on the roster? You think that there's somebody on this roster? And I guess this is where the rubber meets the road. Is there somebody on this roster that's a number one right now? Mm. I there's not. There's not. I'm there's no bigger <laughs> Chicago Bulls fan than I. Lori Markinon is not a number one. It's why he wound up in Cleveland and now he's in Utah. Right. Do you think that that Cleveland team would have traded Markinen if he was a number one? They wouldn't have. But what did they trade him for? Donovan Mitchell, who's averaging just short of thirty points for them, and they're one of the best teams in the East.
1: How about that?
0: So my point is that you absolutely have to have a number one on every roster, and that's not easy to come by. Yeah. And I think, with all due respect to Laurie, he's not Laurie Markin is not a number one,
1: the finisher. See the the
0: the, the finish.
1: Right, because he's because he's from Finland, right? He's the from finisher. Finlandia. But all due
0: respect, you know. Okay, so the oddball, out of left field, skeet comment this morning: Fawns make pie, make fawns, make people, make buildings, make cities, make insects, make pie. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Okay, okay. Green eggs and ham. I, I, I mean, good I'm talk. down. Good talk, good talk, bro. I'm down. Uh, James Jensen says Malik Beasley is the Jazz new six man of the year. I'm hopeful. Oh, I totally agree with that. I think he's and he's done a really nice job of just not caring yeah that he has no conscience that's that's what makes malik beasley such a good three-point shooter he just keeps on shooting yeah keeps on uh shooting what's up james jensen gives us a 20 dollar tip thank you my guy what's up he says what's the chance will hardy will be coach of the year jerry sloan couldn't uh, and we all know how great he was. Oh, I think Will Hardy is the leading candidate for coach of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, how many wins? How many games they got to win for Will Hardy to be coach of the year? Oh, 50, 50 seals it. Yeah. I mean, this team is supposed to be a 20-win team. Yeah.
0: 50 would seal it. James, I, I think that's a really good question. And I think it's a question we can talk about on a weekly basis on this show. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a daily thing, but if you look at the standings, the Jazz are number two in the NBA right now in wins. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. And to bounce back, we talked about this on Friday, but to bounce back from a two game losing streak. Now, I told you, and I hope you put your money where my mouth was. Right. I told you they were gonna beat the Suns.
1: You did say that, and I doubted it, but you did say that, and they did. You're dumb. I know.
0: The point is yeah. the point is their stick itiveness their attitude, their mental toughness, that's what's winning them games. And so I I I just I love what Will Hardy's done here. He's making mistakes. There's no doubt about that. We've talked about rotations, leaving, you know, leaving a guy like Laurie Markkinen on the bench too long, or right, you know, yeah. But he's, you know, he's absolutely making mistakes. But I think they're winning games, and he's learning on the job, which I love. Uh, Troy Cushing says, uh, "How good are the develop? Uh, are the developing trainers for Sexton? I don't know. We'll find out."
1: Yeah, I mean, I think. That, I mean,
0: physically, he yeah. looks great.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, mean, look at it when you watch Colin Sexton play basketball. Don't watch it for whether he scores or not. Watch it for his movements. How explosive is he? How how are his springs? How how is his ability to cut? Like he looks healthy. He looks good. Like you know what I mean. So that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like I I, I think that you know the trainers have nothing to do with a guy stepping on another dude's foot and rolling an ankle or, How you How know, crazy was that LaMelo Ball yeah, thing on the sideline? Yeah, side like, the trainers, like the trainers aren't going to do anything about that. There's nothing that they can do about so, that. So
0: LaMelo Ball had a serious ankle injury that kept him out the first month of the season. Yeah. He comes back, and in his, I believe it was his second game back, Yeah, he's going towards the sideline in the front row where the court side seats are. And he stepped on a fan's foot and re-injured, re-injured the same ankle he's out. Yeah. It's, I mean, that, you want to, that's and he just. He was
1: hooping too. He was balling. Oh,
0: man. Lamello's a stud. Uh, What's up, Lopes fan? Gabe? Good to see you, my guy. Says, uh, fans who say our team doesn't need a superstar don't believe their team could ever actually land a superstar. It's a defense mechanism. Ooh. Well. That's interesting. You know what? I had never looked at it that way. I had never looked at it that way. The biggest stories in sports every morning on the Monty Show presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you get to your Quick Quack Car Wash. I'm telling you, 12 days of free car washes going on right now. Their Riverton location is new. Their uh, South Jordan uh, at the district, big signs, long lines because they're giving away free car washes. Uh, It's amazing if you go to the district. And the best thing about Quick Quack is, even when there's a line like that, You're there five, seven, maybe, maybe on the outside 10 minutes. Yeah, Because they move people through the wash so quickly. And now it's so efficient and they're brand new. They have the the top notch, newest wash technology in their wash tunnels where you drive through. It's quicker, it's more efficient. And I love the fact that they've got lights and different colors and your kids love going through there. But the best part about Quick Quack Car Wash is not that you can get a wash pass and go $21 a month. You pay $21 a month and you can get a thousand car washes if you want, right? Yeah. Which is what I do. I get a car wash probably twice a week. But the best part is the people. The people at Quick Quack Car Wash are really friendly. So you see a smiling face, you're not dealing, you know those machines where you stick your card in and you gotta reach out the window and yeah. you get that stinger cramp in your shoulder and- Y'all feel me? You don't have to do that. They have a friendly smiling face that walks up to your car, is really nice to you, like services you. If you have a wash pass, they, they put in your license plate. If you're paying, you just give them your card, they swipe it, boom, you're done. You're in and out in five minutes. It's just a really good experience and their vacuums and towels are free at Quick Quack Car Wash. They bring you the biggest stories in sports. Is the Ute game, or are the Utah Jazz the biggest story in sports, do you think?
1: Well, I think because the Jazz won, they're the biggest story in sports. I, I think that, you know, anytime you win, that's going to catapult you up the up the stack, but, you know, this conversation, um, not to get off Jazz, but I think the conversation around Cam Rising and and that throw that hit that hit Dalton in the ankles to basically end the game, like, I, you know, I'm sure Ute fans are not amused by that, and and, yeah, there is a conversation around Bo Nix and, and what he did, you know. But I think, you know, as far as the biggest story, I do think it's the Jazz. I think this town – listen, dude, this town is a Jazz town when they're yes. winning. When they're no good, when it. they're in the playoffs, it's a Jazz town. And and when they're not, it's a football town, and that's it. And, and that's why I say, you know, the Jazz have just this massive opportunity. And whether, you know, again, for, for those of you who are newer to the show, we've had all kinds of conversations about – You know, what the Jazz are doing in the community, content creation, like the other stuff besides basketball, what the Jazz are doing, that's why I think they have such an opportunity to make an impact because this town loves that organization, man. Like So, yeah, I think they are the biggest story in sports today. Yep, Kurt Myers,
0: uh, who lost his job, apparently has worked in water, uh, purification, environmental science. Ooh. Okay. What was the water purifier we had at? At our first house oh. here in Utah, I can't remember the cartridges hanging on the wall. I can't oh, remember, dude. I used to love that. Thing. I gotta Google. It. I gotta. Know yeah, what I used there. to love that thing. Um, somebody connect with Kurt Myers. Um, Kurt, how do you want people to reach you? Put your uh, put your email or your social media hit there, and we'll uh, absolutely publicize it for you, because uh, we would love to see if we can help you out. Uh, John Jackson says, "I'm tired of writing, repor- reading reports that the Lakers are still talking to the Jazz about Westbrook." Are we good to put this trade to rest? I don't think that trade happens. Um, I think the the funny thing is, I think the the Lakers are the reason that Kelly Olynyk is here. Mm-hmm. Because the Lakers had a deal in place that they could have said yes to for Malik Beasley and Boyan Bogdanovich as a centerpiece. Um, the Jazz would have taken Westbrook back, and the Lakers didn't want to execute that trade. And it's because they didn't want to give up two first round picks. They wanted to hang on to one of those. And I'm telling you, that's a mistake. Yeah. And I, so I think I would find it hard to believe that the Lakers or the Knicks make a trade with the Jazz. There is lingering, I don't know what, sentiment, sentiment, anger, frustration. I think it'd have to be the perfect situation for the Knicks and the jazz to make a trade. Yeah. I think it would have to be, I get the feeling and I've heard more than once that Ryan Smith doesn't want to make trades with the jazz and the Lakers that he would, if he had his way, he would not make trade with the Lakers. Uh-huh. I think Danny would make trades with the devil if he could get <laughs> what he needed. I mean, honest to God. Okay. So that sounds going to be. I don't think Danny cares if it's the Lakers or your mom. And that's what I really like about Danny Ainge because for too long we have all kind of sat around and been like, oh yeah, we're just going to be here existing. Danny Ainge is not here simply to exist. It's it's what I love about James Jones and Phoenix. It's what I love about, you know, say what you want about Sean Marks. He went out and got Kevin Durant. He went out and got Kyrie Irving. He went out and got Ben Simmons. I would rather try and fail than not have tried at all. Thanks. And I love that about... Danny Ainge, I love that. That's his attitude. I love that he's willing to go out and trade anybody. And again, I think the best executives, with all due respect to all of us, everybody that's here, and and Jake and I, and fans. all due respect, fans don't matter. Right. Danny Ainge does not care what you think about the job he's doing. He yeah. does He doesn't care. Danny Ainge cares about one thing: winning. Because Danny knows if if the Jazz win, fans will be on board. And if they if they lose for whatever reason, fans won't be on board but attendance has been good from what I understand revenue in the building has been better than they projected, you know, on, on, you know, as far as targeting goes, yeah, they're, they're trending beyond what they, what they had uh, budgeted and what they had projected. They're beyond projections. So life is good at the Utah jazz. And I think if Danny can make trades to make this team better, he's going to do that. And he's not going to care what you think.
1: Well, and I also think that he's, he's just stubborn, like he's willing to, I would agree with that. He's willing to not, you know, acquiesce to the New York Knicks. Like he's he's not going to to come to the middle uh, in certain situations, and that's why I think Leon Rose got frustrated. That's why I think the Donnie to Cleveland trade happened because Leon was frustrated, and because you know Danny clearly had decided he wanted to move on from from this era of Jazz basketball with with Rudy and donnie and wanted to just start fresh so i i I completely agree with you yeah
0: and i think that's how it should be but yeah you know jj i think you're probably right i don't think i don't know it to be fact but i'd be stunned if they made that russell westbrook trade now i mean just buying a guy out for the sake of adding 47 million to the cap doesn't make a lot of sense based on where you are yeah so i do think that they are hotly hotly rumored to be involved with the Hawks, and I, and I do think that they would like a John Collins deal. And I, I think that I've heard from from sources that they're chasing young, controllable, I know that they value wings, but John Collins isn't a wing. It's more of a hybrid. He's a big that can shoot. He's a big that can bang. yeah, And he's a big that can defend. And I think John Collins is your prototypical big in this league. I think they really wanted Hunter from Atlanta in the summer and that deal clearly is not going to happen. Yeah. I don't think that there's a lot of people have asked me about Kyle Kuzma. I I just don't think he's the cure for what ails this team.
1: I just don't think he fits in with with what you have going on here. Like you know again, you gotta understand that you can't just you, you can't just say, oh well he's the hottest name in the league. Let's go get him and put him into this group. Like you have to understand that when, when they're making deals, I'm telling you, they are taking into consideration, what kind of guy are you, what, what's your personality? How would you fit in with the team? Like, what's your, is your, yeah. is your, like, if you're a pain in the ass in the locker room, Kyrie Irving, is your, is your game on the floor going to justify dealing with that? Like, those are things they keep in mind. And and frankly, with the Westbrook situation, you're better than them. Like you're better than the Lakers. Like, you, like, that's what I'm saying. I don't even think you need to humor that deal anymore. That To me, that deal would be dead because I can go and get with Beasley and a couple of the other names on this roster. I can go and get first-round picks. Like, yep. Danny can do that.
0: Boyd Lake says, guys, 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 hey, guys, hey, guys.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh,
0: sounds like but not NFL hey music in 18 hey minutes. Well, now it's 10 minutes away. Hey of football 50% by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code monty 25 to get 25% off your purchase. Uh, at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, Al Gundy says, I believe Derek White would be a piece that would excel the U- uh, uh, the Utah Jazz, especially now that Conley is in his basketball twilight years. Why don't I, is Derek White a guy that makes <laughs> a, eh. good I, defender? I don't know that he pops a needle here. I'd agree with that. Uh, Little Jizzy says, Kurt, if you want a good uh, paying oil field job, hit me up in North Dakota, though. Man, but those oil field jobs, dude, that's some cash, bro. Those guys make, make bread. Absolutely. Uh, Provo Cougar fan says, Danny Ainge should replace Tom Homo as AD at BYU. No, he shouldn't. Tom's doing a great job. Uh, San Diego State, good morning. He says, do you think uh, Danny Singe cares if the trade partner is the Lakers? Too much history with them during his career. I don't think he cares. I think Danny's about winning trades and winning games.
1: I don't think he's that childish. Like, he doesn't, it's not like th- there's a singular goal, and that's to win a championship. So, if you got to take, if you got to do a deal and get a guy from the Celtics, great. If you got to do a deal, get a guy from the Lakers, great. Like, it, it just doesn't matter. You have to do what's best for the Jazz.
0: Yep, I agree. Uh, NY Monty fan says Danny has been a great farmer this season. He's going to have a lot of suitors with the team we have right now, a ton. Yeah, And the thing that I think Jazz fans get so wrapped up in is we can't trade these guys. These are our boys. You're not going to win a championship. Do you want to be the same that you've always been? Because (laughs) not trading our boys is what this team has always done.
1: They made it clear they're not trading him.
0: You can't do that. I'm just telling you, that's just not the way it rolls. Uh, Arlington Bears fan says, no need to talk Utah football. They lost. Their fans won't be here to listen. Oof. Oof! Anybody want to talk? You know, anybody want to talk uh, Jaron Hall versus Cam Rising anymore? Mm. I don't think mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. By the way, real quick, not to totally derail it, but BYU fan, I'd love to hear your thoughts on should Jaron Hall come back? Jaron and Puka are two different guys. Jaron Hall should not come back. No, he should it's not. A mistake. Puka Nakua should come back. Jaron Hall should go to the NFL. Should go to the NFL. Period. Period. Neville said, What do you guys think uh, about Ingram from the Pelicans? Well, I love Brandon Ingram. He is, in my opinion, vastly underrated and he's not available. Yeah. I. It, why would, I mean, especially with all the Zion missed games again, why would you trade Brandon Ingram? I mean, he's phenomenal. I love that dude. Yeah. I do. I love that dude. You know, I, I yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike Maple says, Guys, guys, guys. Yeah. The point is. Let's get to 9,000. Join uh, for the M.I. Monty fan, B. Lake, Eric, uh, and Raleigh. K. Myers, Alex Caruso, the Soaker. Macho man. The (laughs) Soaker. Monty, life lessons, and Jake will never be named the father. Exactly right. Well, you got to have sex to have babies. He's just a hack. So, you know, Maples appreciate you, my guy. Uh, Let's see. I would would look for DeRozan or Jalen Brown. Not sure how realistic... Uh, Is possible, though. I don't think Jalen Brown's going anywhere. They're too good. I think the Bulls are frustratingly mediocre. Just good enough
1: to make the playoffs, not nearly good enough to contend. But
0: this is when we talk about basketball, this is why we wind up talking about stuff like this, because I look at the Chicago Bulls and I'm a passionate Chicago Bulls fan. Yeah. Zach Levine's contract is a huge mistake. He just went through a spat with Billy Donovan, our mediocre head coach in Chicago, <laughs> because Zach Levine, the worst investment in the modern era of Chicago Bulls basketball,
1: doesn't make you feel responsible,
0: has a bum knee, so he misses time. So Billy wants to load manage him and is not giving him the minutes that Zach wants. And yeah. now we got to have a fight about it. The media's got to talk about it. And- oh, shit. Zach, you're overrated because we can't count on you. You're hurt too much. So what happens now? Is my nephew looking for DeMar DeRozan? Took a picture with him. Notice he's not looking for Zach Levine. So you better check yourself. Like, this is just what happens. If you can't be counted on and you're not hitting massive game-winning shots like D-Row constantly does, you're just not worth the money. That's it, Skippy. And you know, I, I will again say, Zach Levine should have signed with the Lakers. Pack your shit, let's go. And if there's a trade to be made, when he's eligible to be traded, trade Zach Levine to the Lakers. Yeah. And let's move on with our lives. Because this Bulls team is not even in the conversation in the East. And I I look at that, I look at the, the Eastern Conference, and I continue to tell you, that conference is about three teams. It is about... The Celtics, the Bucks, and the Cavs. Those are the three teams right now today that can win a championship in the East. The Sixers can't stay healthy. Your two best guards are out, Maxi and Harden. Yep. You're not going to win. Boston, this Kyrie thing is going to be a hangover. It's going to be a hangover. They've horribly mismanaged it. Now we're going to have protesters outside. I guarantee you there's going to be some kind of certain types of way that guys are going to get inside and they're going to protest Kyrie Irving in the building. This,
1: again, why have you not traded Kyrie Irving yet? Yeah, and you're talking about Brooklyn. Right? Just because I don't want to hear in the comments that you said Boston. You said Boston. He's talking about Brooklyn. No, Brooklyn. Yeah. Did I say Boston? You said Boston, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Brooklyn. I'm yeah. old and
0: I don't sleep much. Brooklyn <laughs> is dealing with this Kyrie situation. Why is, why is Brooklyn not traded Kyrie Irving?
1: Yeah, you want to talk about a Westbrook deal? Why didn't that why, deal get Why done? haven't they
0: traded Kyrie Irving? Yeah, he's a he is an absolute albatross around the neck of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, and look at how well KD played without him, and look at how well they did without him. Yeah, he's not vital to them winning or losing. As long as he's there, he is a distraction. I believe that he is a a dividing line in that locker room. Why have you not traded Kyrie yet? He's on an expiring contract. Ship him to Poughkeepsie. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Because guess what? You're not a championship caliber team. Brooklyn currently is eight and nine, ninth in the East. And I look at the New York Knicks. You want to talk about a team that's got to go get somebody? How did the New York Knicks not make the Donovan Mitchell trade? And again, I will just sit here and say it. Oh man, we've, but dude, <coughs> Quentin Grimes. <coughs> and your mom, and like, did you see him being completely irrelevant with the New York Knicks so far? He started, played 32 minutes, scored 10 points, five boards, eight
1: dimes.
0: (laughs) And I know he's on the way back, and I know that Quentin Grimes is, everybody's All-American, and my God. Right. He's played seven games, he's averaging three points. Wow. So you wouldn't have traded that guy for Donovan Mitchell. So for all the Knicks fans, it was like, oh, Leon owned that ass. Danny Ainge is a fraud. Oh, shit. So let me get this right. Donovan Mitchell's an MVP candidate. Yeah. Cleveland, uh, The Cleveland Cavaliers, not Indians or Browns, who are now the Guardians because I'll never get that right. But tell me again how the Cleveland Cavaliers didn't kick the crap out of the Knicks this summer. Yeah. Because I look at the Cavs. They're 10 and six. Granted, Donnie's missed some time here. They're 10 and six, and Don has played 14 games. Donovan Mitchell's averaging 29.9 points a game, four boards, six dimes. Even in games where he's not been great, they played Miami and won 113 87, 27 minutes, 13 points, five dimes, three boards, two steals. I I don't know what else you need to see that Donovan Mitchell, who is is shooting incredibly well this season. What is it that you need to see that you haven't seen yet to understand that Donovan Mitchell right now is shooting 41% from three? What is it that you need to see that that trade, that Quentin Grimes... Because Quentin Grimes is the reason that that trade didn't get done. Because you could have worked out the draft picks, in my opinion. Leon didn't want to give up Quentin Grimes. Oh, but he kicked the crap out of Danny. Oh, Leon Rose, he's in your head and living rent free. Oh, really? Where's Donnie then? Because Donnie's in Cleveland and he's going to win an Eastern Conference Championship. Yeah,
1: and he's going to do it by kicking your ass. Just saying. It's
0: it's amazing to me. Just saying. It's a it is amazing to me.
1: And don't even get us started on Laddergate. We haven't gotten to that yet. No, because we can't start that because we got to start football at 50, 10 in the hour, every hour on the
0: Monty show. We bring you the biggest stories in uh football. 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 Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's. Use the promo code monty 25 to get twenty-five percent off your purchase of twenty-five dollars or more. Do you guys see the new AP poll? USC's 5th in the country. Mm -mm -mm. Oregon's 10th. Utah. 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 Utah's 14th. (sighs) Stop with this idea that Utah can still go to the Pac-12 championship. Those days are done. Yeah. Somebody make a call and get BYU and Utah in the Vegas Bowl. It's where our life is right now. I want Utah versus BYU in the Las Vegas Bowl. Who doesn't want that?
1: That's my question.
0: Oh, we don't need to play them. There are little brothers down south. Why is this show always drinking the blue Kool-Aid? Yeah, we don't we don't need to play those twenty-five-year-olds on that football team. They, they go and they take these missions to Istanbul and they come back married with seven kids and they're fifty years old playing football against us kids. It's not right. Yeah. We get it. Um you gotta make that happen. But by the way. I would just like to point out. Yeah. Lincoln Riley's actually good at, you know, coaching football. Now, his defenses can't stop anybody, but I would just again point out. Yeah. And espouse about my greatness, because I know how much you guys love when I do that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're an awesome offense. Caleb Caleb Williams is a Heisman Trophy candidate, and the USC Trojans are the best team in the Pac 12. Yep. There's nothing to even talk about. That's the best team in the Pac 12. I don't care if Bo Nix has one leg, two legs, or like most quarterbacks, three legs, he'll tell you. I'm telling you, USC is better than Oregon, and I hope they meet in the championship game. Because what I saw at the Rose Bowl on Saturday night was nothing short of scintillating. If you were not aroused watching USC and UCLA, you're not a man. You have no testosterone in your body. Because that game was freaking unbelievable. And Caleb Williams is a better quarterback than DTR. Caleb Williams is a Heisman Trophy candidate who should probably win it. Tell me I'm wrong that USC is not the best team in the in the Pac-12. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think right now they are, you know, and I, and I think that the, the only thing, my only reservation in a USC-Oregon matchup is SC doesn't have defense, right? So yeah. that's going to be a – that would be an absolute – barn burner just like you know sc ucla was like i i think that you know really depending on where that game is played you know that that largely could decide it honestly
0: yeah it is what it is uh boyd lake says the usc ucla game was so exciting as the kids say it was lit
1: it was lit it was lit yeah it was lit turn yeah. up
0: um i thought it was one of the games of the year
1: which is not really what
0: i would say about zaki Poo and the jets dude Zach Wilson threw for 77 yards in the Jets' loss. With all due respect to Lisa, is Zach Wilson a bust?
1: I think we're getting there, man. I think that it's we're getting to a point where the tape says he doesn't know the playbook. The tape says he doesn't know what he's looking for and where the, where the window of opportunity is going to be. Zach Wilson doesn't
0: understand what the defense is trying to do to him. It's that simple. And... I know that seems rather simplistic, but and we talk about this all the time now. How many quarterbacks in this league are 20, however old Zach Wilson is? And, yeah, we don't need to watch tape. Nah, we're going to go and play video games. We're going to go bang my mom's friend. We're going to... Zach Wilson needs to stop being about controversy and start getting in his playbook. And twenty-three start, years old. Yeah, you're 23 years old. You've got to own the playbook. You've got to own the system. You're a New York Jack quarterback, and your wide receiver is ripping you to the media in the middle of the locker room. Joe Burrow's 25 years old. I'm just telling you, if it, Zach Wilson looks unprepared, nine of 22, 77 yards. He averaged 3.5 yards per completion. Now he did lead the team in rushing three for 26. You guys should probably sit down for this stat. Total yards for the entire game, the Jets had 103 total yards. Bro, that's not the first quarter. That's not their second drive. The entire game, the New York Jets totaled
1: 103 yards on 13 drives just not good enough dude it's not close to good enough and and i'm sorry you have talent there you have talent at the skill positions and and unfortunately zach wilson is the problem right now and by the way joe flacco didn't look half bad i know the guy is allegedly washed up and old and can't do anything anymore allegedly he didn't look too bad you know like
0: now if you want to talk about a real quarterback right a real quarterback you want to talk about a guy who clearly is in his playbook. We shouldn't talk about Justin Fields. 14-21, and 153 yards, passing, 85 yards rushing, two touchdowns and a pick. And then he got hurt because he runs too much because he can't stand in the pocket and throw the football. But, hey, what do I know? Everybody in Chicago thinks this guy is the next – you know whoever
1: Jimmy Mac
0: until Justin Fields is more of a pocket passer and less of a runner the, Ch- the Chicago Bears the Bears are not going to win and they lost to Marcus Mariota and the Atlanta Falcons come on to fall to three and eight and one and five on the road you're a bad football team yeah and I'm telling you do not believe the hype do not believe the hype you can't do it by yeah. the way yeah by the way did anybody see my guy jalen hurts oh your guy I, I i have sat here for two years espousing about yeah. how the length and girth yeah, yeah. that is jalen Hurts. three legs we get it jalen hurts 18 to 25 190 yards and a touchdown also ran for 86 in a touchdown another guy who can't stand in the pocket and deliver the football but what a win nine and one five and zero oh on the road the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts is the reason why.
1: Ah, and I think that 5-0 mark on the road is really telling. You know, like, if you're able to win on the road, that really says a lot about your football team.
0: I would also point out that Linval Joseph, their new defensive tackle, four tackles, half a sack. And Dominic and Suh, their new defensive tackle, three tackles and a half a sack.
1: See, like, that's a really smart signing, right? Like, you you understand, okay, we can win on the road right now, but we're going to need a little more on the D-line.
0: And I think what it does is it frees up Brandon Graham, who had three tackles, a sack, and a tackle for loss. Their defense had seven tackles for loss against the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, wait, Jeff, Saturday's not like the star anymore? What are you sure? Yeah, uh, I I love that story. By the way, did anybody see what the Minnesota Vikings did? Anybody happen to say I don't know. And I know that nobody on this show likes to watch football, right? They got their ass kicked, forty to three, by Jera and the the Skeeters.
1: <laughs> the Skeeters. Uh, we need to circumcise some Skeeters.
0: Jerry Jones actually said that once. Forty to three, the Dallas Cowboys even played Cooper Rush uh, for a drive. Uh, I, I don't. What do you? Are the Dallas? They're seven and three. The Dallas Cowboys are
1: 7-3. The Dallas Cowboys are who we thought they were. They're going to be a playoff team. They can are not they win a the Super division? Bowl team. Can no. they win the division? No. The Eagles no. are 9-1. No. You don't think they can win the, the division? The Eagles are a better team. They're more consistent. They have a better defense. I would tell you that Jalen Hurts is way more consistent than Dak's ever been. Even I'm, And I'm not even talking injuries. I'm just talking about pure performance. You know, And I think that... I love the I love the Cowboys brand. They're you know quote unquote America's team. America, but they're not a Super Bowl caliber team. And I'm I, and I am starting to get on board so, with hey, you're not winning anything till Jerry Jones you know isn't the owner.
0: All I know is this division's going to get tighter. It's not gonna it's not going to get easier for anybody. And Zach Wilson's a bust. Yeah. Football 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure that you use the promo code monty 25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza.
1: Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza.
0: Yeah, get the Hog Heaven. Hello. Get the Hog Heaven in the Papa Murphy's app right now on your mobile device. Download it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Now. Do it. Uh, use the promo code MONTI25 when you check out to get 25% off your order at $25 or more. I saw that People were tweeting pictures of the hog heaven at us. I believe it was Ty
1: Duke. Yeah. Come on now. Ty Duke went uh, um, oil and garlic base, which, you know, that's kind of crazy to me. But he didn't put Satan's
0: giblets on on his pizza either. There were no
1: olives present. That's true.
0: Real men know olives don't belong on pizza. Hook it up at papamurphys.com. Um, where are you at with uh, Thanksgiving? Jake says to me this morning. Well, the lead story is that it's Thanksgiving week, and we got to talk it's about national macaroni stuffing and cheese. day, bro. And if we're not going to have macaroni and cheese on Thanksgiving, I just don't see what the point of getting well. Out that's about. obvious. I mean, fat. mac and cheese is fat. where it's at. All those chubby yammers, they need to eat mac. and I
1: want to be on the Zion diet. First team, all fat ass. Let's be
0: honest. Fat macaroni and cheese does not include shells. Another huge problem over the weekend with Mrs. Monty okay what happened so not only am i a terrible husband right but now she's starting to take liberties with it because she knows that i have to like get back to good right so she thought it would be okay i was like hey let's throw in some macaroni and cheese because we were going to make wings on saturday night before we fell asleep right um and that didn't happen either so there are wings sitting in my fridge right now that jake's going to go home and smoke for lunch today but anyway the point is um I was like, hey, let's get mac and cheese. Yeah. And she's like, honey, can we get shells? (laughs) Macaroni and cheese, that's not shells. That's shells with cheese sauce. (laughs) Macaroni and cheese, that'd be like using penne or for mac. You you don't do that. Yeah, you don't do that. It's elbows. It's elbows, which is why I I think. Wait, I thought you were a shells guy. You're an elbows guy? Shut your mouth that's right. why don't say you say, <coughs> see you say s- you start salacious rumors like oh wait i thought you were a shells guy <laughs> you just you say hurtful things like that people are gonna think i have estrogen well i have testosterone well i know that macaroni and cheese comes with elbows not with shells we understand that a hot dog's a sandwich it became personal with me you don't say things like they're just, th- you know, when you're hanging out with the bros and they're just things you don't say. How dumb do you think I am? Right? You don't fart in confined spaces and you don't say, oh, hey, bro. I heard that you, I heard that you had that nanny light and shells
1: last night. Natty. You're a Modelo guy.
0: You don't say that I'm a shells guy. Yes, I am a Modelo especial guy.
1: Right. So Modelo and, and shells. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Okay, now if there's red um. sauce, yes. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese is elbows.
1: Damn it! The mac and cheese was good, by the way.
0: It it was good. I mean, well, for what it was, for what it was, it was okay. Uh
1: huh. I mean, it, it, listen, it, I, you know, I, I listen. I think that I'm obviously a mac and cheese holic, right? I'll eat mac and cheese every day of the week, twice on Sunday. You, I mean, you know, I'll just knock it down you know that's my jam
0: here we go see this is the kind of crap that you dude why this is the kind of crap you start start blue yeah you did come on no you started it by bringing up oh but I heard you were a shells guy (laughs) I mean you know I was hanging out in the back alleys the other night (laughs) because, you know I'm single and I don't have a life because I can't get laid right and I was talking to Jimmy back in the dumpster right and he was like, "Hey, I heard
1: fat ass like shells." <laughs> <laughs> that's who you are. So wait, let me get this right. Mm-hmm. I'm fat. I'm stupid. I hang out in back alleys and you're and a I virgin talk about shells. And you're a virgin. Well, Meow. you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, that's just my life. You know, like I don't. You what do you do? Jeremy
0: Bolton with a a, blue, a puka. No, no anyway good morning guys 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 hey guys say hey you guys. have 14 types of pasta hey in guys. the 60s and you had to choose one type to eat with anyone who would it be well we all know that it would be no masticcioli with the kennedys
1: and just to be clear masticcioli's penne eh? he's <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'll drop that. See, like, I, I, what did I ever do to you? You didn't do anything. I'm what did I ever asking a question. do to you? I'm asking a question. By the way, do you like your pasta chewy or, or totally soft?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> God?
1: What now? Let me tell you what now.
0: If you can hear me, God, please let Jake know <laughs> that it's called al dente. <laughs> I don't know what... It, yeah, El
1: Dente's the cool kid club I don't label. know
0: which is why you don't know it. Yeah, so I don't know what you're on today, but all this hurtful crap that you're running out about... Get about, the fuck out! I don't know why you want to run all this stuff out here.
1: I'm just asking some questions. I'm trying to get to know to know you. You know, like I, I, I thought you were... Like, I honestly thought that you liked shells, but you're an elbows guy. Okay, I get it. I understand.
0: You're, you're a dead man.
1: What? Me?
0: Uh, Al Gundy says, my former manager, Terry at Smith's, would be loving this combo. Really? Greg Hawkins says, Medello is good. It is. Yeah. It is absolutely good. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Fat Jesus says, Jeremy Bolton completed a, the trifecta this weekend. He's the man. How was the race? Yeah. Oh, that's Jeremy, right. How how were the Ragnars or whatever you were Did doing? Did Alex Caruso beat you? Why? What? Dude, what is wrong with you today? What? You just are you you're in the mood, and I don't know why. You know. Um, congrats to you, Fat Jesus. Spartans are no joke, man. He didn't compete. You did. Didn't you have Spartans this weekend? Uh, I thought you did. Uh Kurt Meyer says chicken Alfredo at Olive Garden. Oh, oh
1: my dude. God. Dude. You're an Alfredo guy. Oh, I am. You're talking my language, bro. And my my thing is I- Alfredo, when you go to, like, a traditional Italian place that's, like, homemade and everything, it tends to be oily. Olive Gardens is bomb.
0: Yep. Yeah. San Diego State, one of the best moments of the weekend. Devontae Adams trash-talking Patrick Sertain after the OT touchdown. You're not there yet. (laughs) Now, listen, I know I'm just a shell-eating fat ass. I get that. Right, right, right. You, I, and this is just the, and this is going to, I'm warning you now. You should put your hands at 10 and two because this is going to be way out of left field. Okay. You might want to cover Devontae Adams.
1: Whoa. Whoa. I know. Where do you, you, where do you come up with this stuff? Did you see
0: the Devontae Adams touchdown that like, they just didn't cover him wide open. Uh, like, I'm trying to, hello
1: some he, shit
0: happen. That's the only guy that can beat you. Nah,
1: we don't need to cover him.
0: We don't need to cover him. Giggity says Jake's acting like he got a little something something. You claim you didn't last night, even no, though I didn't.
1: you didn't. No, we FaceTimed and then I did laundry. Okay. I I, I believe you. Yeah, no, I, mean, I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't. I, I'm God, telling I you, you, I bought a case of Monster. We're drinking Monster now, so I feel a little better. It's got a little more kick okay. to it.
0: Fat Jesus said, "I did the sprint, hardest
1: race I've ever done." Oh, so you did do a race? You did? Was that this weekend? How? How? What's the distance on a sprint? Obviously, it's shorter, but like, what does that look it's like? A, it's what Mrs. Monty did. Is that like the five k yeah. or whatever? God dang! He, I did three. I did race all three races
0: this weekend. I also ran into the J I M M E R. I lost a big toenail. Alex Caruso was there getting arrested for trying to smuggle weed onto the course. This <laughs> is so well done. <laughs> I can only hope. I can only hope that if if we truly are in hell right now, because <clears throat> we probably are, right, that Alex Caruso gets traded to the to the Jazz, that would just would make just my be life
1: incredible. God bless.
0: Uh, honest to God, I think I would get arrested for humping his shoe. Whoa. I mean, I don't even know. Whoa. I don't even know what I would do. I don't even know what I would do. Uh, Jeremy explains it and says Spartans are twenty-one k, ten k, and five k. Bro, Good
1: dude, what are you criminy. bro? How?
0: Okay, I.
1: So I don't so even, Jeremy, you're saying you're not a big pasta guy then?
0: I would guess not. I
1: would guess not. I I I, I can't do that. I'm sorry. I, I can't. That's next level stuff. Dude. I don't even I'm know. Not about that I don't life.
0: even know how you. Yeah, I'm not. About I don't even life. know how you. I, you you see what happened. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little BYU football on the Monty show. Uh we'll get back to jazz coming up here in 20 minutes. Um all of our football talk on this show whether it is the Utes, BYU, the Juts, BYU, um the NFL, it's always brought to you by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Uh, no better time of year than to smoke on your smoker. Don't smoke. It's not good for you. Uh, But you should use a Traeger or an Iron a Traeger Iron One Eight Eight Five. Maybe you're going to get into that Yoder, Big Green Egg, Camp Chef. You know where to go get it. Barbecuepitstop.com. But this week, how are you cooking your turkeys? Put it in the comments. Yeah, I am cooking mine by paying somebody else to slice it for me as well because we're going to lunch buffet on Thanksgiving. That's right, T. If I'm still married at that point, Um, dishwasher won't be a problem. Dishwasher, I don't. (laughs) Doing dishes will not be a problem. But if I was gonna make a turkey, I'd be smoking it on a Traeger smoker. How on earth would you do that? Well, I don't know, but that's why I would chat with the guys at BBQPitStop.com, BBQPitStop.com. Um, You can chat with them, ask them questions. You can buy online, no matter where you're listening to the show, the best resource for smoking and barbecuing and spicing and seasoning and rubbing and all that good stuff, you name it, they've got it BBQPitStop.com. In Utah, go to any of their five locations from Logan, Layton, our good friends in in Salt Lake City, Murray, Lehigh, and St. George. Hook it up. They're the best guys. And you want to go They're the They're good guys. They're the guys you want to go hang out with. Yeah. That's who they are. They're the guys where you're like, hell yeah. Um, You know, I would tell you, hey, go hang out with those guys. Yeah. Go see what they can do. Because they're going to answer questions for you. They're going to show you the best equipment, the best meats, the best equipment.
1: It's hard to walk to out of there and not learn something new. With like tongs. I've, tongs. Been on a, I've been
0: on a run of how cool tongs are, but it's fine. They have everything you need at Barbecue Pit Stop. Should Jaron Hall go to the NFL? And I'm curious what you guys think about this. By the way, I should have known. Joshua the Bala says soaking the turkey <laughs> Jordan Royal says uh, deep frying that turkey Lopes fan Gabe says smoking turkey breast with a recipe and rub from barbecue pit stop hey. duh of course of course Jeremy Bolton says I love pasta Alfredo uh, the night before is golden I become a Bulls fan if they trade Caruso to the jazz okay well then I really hope it happens <clears throat> I really hope it happens. Jordan Brown says Utah Tech almost had him until the second half. Uh, should should Jaron Hall go to the NFL? Because I, I would tell you I think that he should. I don't know that he'll have a better opportunity than he has right now to be drafted in the first round as a quarterback. Because I think he's a top five NFL quarterback right now if it, as far as draft selection goes. He will be one of the first five quarterbacks off the board. Mm-hmm. He could he could go in the first round. If I'm Jaron Hall, I am doing everything I can do to gather information. I am going to play Stanford. I'm going to play the bowl game, and then I am I am going to go to the NFL. If I'm Jaron Hall,
1: yeah, 100. I think that you know Jaron. You know people understand that Jaron's had to deal with injury issues. Like as far as his team is concerned, they understand that he's progressed a ton. They understand that. That the, the deep ball progression that Jaron Hall has shown is immense. Like his ability and his touch on the football is really, really elite at this point. So to me, he's a good thrower of the football. He can run enough at the at, at, in the NFL to, to make a difference. Um, and I think also he understands now that you can't just run to run because you'll get hurt. Even at the college level, the punishment you take. In football, when you run as a quarterback, it's too much. You're not going to stay healthy. See Justin Fields, right? Like that's what happens to guys. So to me, I look at Jaron and the only question really is mentally, how long does it take him to adjust to the NFL game? Because you look at you look at quarterbacks that come into the league, and this is something that you've said and been on, you either have it or you don't, right? Like you either have the ability to catch up mentally and it takes you like probably two, three games maybe and then you're then you're ripping, you know? Or you don't have the ability and you're throwing for 103 yards in week 12 or whatever we're in now. Week 13 in your Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? So if I'm Jaron, I want to go to the league now. I want to ride this momentum. If you... I, I swear to God if he sees Utah in the bowl game and they win that game, this isn't even a conversation. You have to go to the league, you just, you have to do it. So to me, it's not even really that difficult of a thought.
0: Yeah, I have no idea how you pass on this. I mean, you're not, the, the biggest issue that I see is Jaron Hall is injury prone. And now that you are completing passes at a very high level on a lot of uh, exposure, it's 66%. You're a 3000 yard passer for the first time in your career. You're 29 and six touchdowns to interceptions. You're rated 159. You've only taken 12 sacks. Uh, so you've had more attempts, exponentially more attempts this year than last year. And you've taken one fewer sacks. Like, I, I just, I don't know why you wouldn't go now. Yeah. Take your highest, best opportunity to get paid and get to the NFL because your window is so incredibly small. And I, I think, listen, I agree with you. I really would love to see BYU and Utah in a bowl game. Now, does that happen? I don't know. I think BYU obviously is going to go to any of the ESPN-owned bowls, and if you want a big number in attendance and in TV, I think you, if you are if you are the bowl makers, if you're the matchmakers in Vegas, and Utah truly does end up on the outside looking in, I just don't know why you wouldn't take BYU and Utah.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think you know if you're ESPN, you're you're again you're a TV company. You're trying to make the most compelling matchup and i think everybody knows that the the holy war is one that that obviously has a storied history and and frankly these two teams feel they're not super even they're not like exactly even but it's even enough where you'd have a really good game i think i think this this cam rising performance over the weekend i'm not going to sugarcoat it like that was a little disappointing if i'm being honest like i didn't feel like that was some great performance, you know? No, and, and it, was re-
0: it was, in fact, really disappointing Yeah, um, that 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 worked out the way it worked out. I mean, I you really wanted, or at least I did, I really wanted more from from Cam Rising. And you know what? I, I think when you look at Utah's loss to Oregon, the, the throw that defined that game, in my opinion, was the miss to Dalton Kincaid in the fourth quarter where you had him wide open for a first down you were not under pressure. You threw that ball, and it was at his ankles. Quite literally, he threw it at his ankles. And Dalton couldn't make the play. And not by no fault of his own. I don't know many people that could have made that catch because it was a terrible throw. You throw multiple interceptions. I, I it, it was a shocking step back for Cam Rising, and I do think it hurts him mm-hmm. um, because he's had such a short exposure at Utah. I think it really hurts him. And... You know what? I I I don't know where they end up going to a bowl. Um, if they are in fact the Pac-12 team that gets slotted into uh, the Las Vegas bowl, hey, fantastic! You're going to wind up playing somebody from the SEC if that's the case. And I think it's it. I just if I'm Jaron Hall, I'm uh, I'm going. If I'm Cam Rising, now I got to really take a long look at it because I think that Cam. Cam needs to a get healthy because you can't tell me that cat's healthy throwing the ball the way he's throwing it. Yeah, no way. I just don't buy it. No. So if I'm Cam Rising, I'm probably thinking, I'm probably thinking twice. You know, I just, I, I, I think you have to think twice about it. Kurt Meyer says Jaron is ready for the next level. I'd love to see him stay at BYU for the first year in the Big Twelve, but I think BYU is going to have a big rebuilding year and we'll lose a bunch of blue chippers. I don't think they'll lose a bunch of blue chippers. I think. Jacob Conover is ready. Jacob Conover is ready. We need to see Conover and we need to see what he can do. Because I think if Jaron comes back, Jacob Conover is going to transfer. Yeah, He's going to transfer somewhere. And I've heard that about 50 million times. He's going to transfer somewhere where he's going to have a shot to win a starting job. Because if Jaron comes back, it's Jaron's job. Yeah, And I I think it's a big mistake if he comes back. I do. And if I'm Jaron, I'm out. I'm yeah, out. Yeah, Greg, you gotta go. Greg Hawkins says BYU and Utah can't meet in a bowl game this year. I think. I don't believe that they can. Um BYU's gonna go to one of the ESPN bowls. I was looking at it the other day. Um I think I think I mean they could. They could. Um, but if you really look at where BYU is probably going to end up, um it's gonna be one of the it's gonna be one of the ESPN bowls um and my guess is the hawaii bowl has a lot of draw
1: Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons yeah the
0: hawaii i mean with the poly community yeah you know i would hate to see it be like the Boca bowl um i'd hate to see that you know i i just i the Gasparilla bowl (laughs) i mean i i really hope that that doesn't happen and we'll see what it looks like and you know, I, I think you have other opportunities. I, I think when you look at the biggest one, probably the guaranteed rate bowl in Arizona is probably a really big one. And I, I mean, I don't think there's any of us who don't want to see, and I don't know, in the comments, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I want to see BYU in Utah. And again, I will just say it's a bowl game that should, it should be, or it's a football game that should be played every year and not in a bowl. Yeah, it and should and be on
1: the schedule. The tough part is, is both of these teams have lost games they shouldn't have lost. You know, like I, I feel like Utah probably should have won this game. I feel like Utah probably should have been able to pull this one out. And and it's frustrating the concept to think about of like Bo Nix, you know, comes in and plays hurt and still beat you. Like he still beat you. Threw it all over the field. Look good. You know, like that guy's going to be super high draft pick. You know, and and I, I just wish that. Cam was either healthy or, you know, playing through this injury could be more consistent, you know, and unfortunately he wasn't. And I think the only reason he's got to take a real long, hard look at this is because coming out of college on a, on a losing note is not a great way to enter the draft. You really want to no. come out winning high note. Everyone thinks you're a stud. Like that's what you want.
0: All right. Turkey recipe from El Gundy says in a bag with blue moon, mango wheat, with a tub of Irish butter, celery, potato, and carrots, sliced apples.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, I don't hate that. Jeremy Bolton says, "I hate to say, but Utah would smoke BYU in a bowl game this year." I don't know about all that. I, I I'm trying not to go too far with it. I'm really disappointed in Cam Rising. Like that was a shocking performance. Yeah, that's a game you should have won. I mean, they and everybody's like, "Oh, Bo Nix is a hero." Oh my God. Is Bo Nix really a hero? Um, it's not like Bo played way over the top. You should have won the game. Let's, let, let's be real honest about Utah. They should have won that game. They should be going to the Pac-12 championship. They will not be going to the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. U, U.S. season, now who's going to be that other team? We'll find out. I'm telling you, it should be Utah. It won't be, and that's going that should drive you crazy. That should absolutely drive you crazy because the guy that you've espoused about and his greatness and he's better than Jaron Hall and Cam's the best quarterback, um. oh my God. Stop. Jaron Hall is a better quarterback than Cam Rising. He has been, he will be. Jaren Hall's a better NFL prospect than Cam Rising and I think Jaron's probably going to have a longer, better, more profitable career than Cam. That doesn't make Cam a bad college quarterback. It just doesn't make him the NFL prospect that Jaron Hall is. And I am really disappointed in the way that Cam performed. I don't buy that he's 100%. The Cam rising I've come to know and love is a better quarterback than what I saw on the field at Autzen Stadium. Unfortunately, Oregon owns the state of Utah this year. Yeah. No other way to get around it. Uh, Boyd Lake says, lots of QBs in the draft this year. Jaron may want to wait. No. Jaron Hall, I think the last time I looked... Is the third-rated quarterback in the draft, or the fourth-rated quarterback in the draft?
1: Yeah, and I also um, don't think you can make that decision based on other guys. Like, no. I, I mean, I don't disagree with you, Boyd. That you know, you always want to look at the draft class and the pool of guys and like who you're who you're potentially competing with. But I also think, dude, people know who Jaron Hall is. Like, why would you come back? A, risk the injury, and B, have to go through this process again.
0: Yeah, and I think when you look at Jaron compared to is Jaron Hall, Bryce Young, Will Levis. C.J. Stroud? No. I think Jaron's as good as C.J. Stroud is. I just don't think we don't know it because C.J. gets the Ohio—the. Ohio State. The. Ohio State push. Like, (laughs) you got to pause. Yeah, obviously. You can't just whip it out after you say the. Yeah, you just said whip it out. Grow up. But is he Tanner McKee? I don't think I think Tanner McKee is a really good prospect Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. Well now what? Oh, you know, did you, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it, that's a, that's a, that's a rough road for Hendon hooker now. (laughs) You know, like he's done, he tore his ACL. So these opportunities present themselves, you know, like I, I, I'm telling you now, and I can only say it so many times when you pass on your opportunities, when you pass on your opportunities, this would be like Bryce Young going back to Alabama. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? And I think when you look at guys like Will Levis, when is Will Levis ever going to be hot hotter than he is now? Never. He's the third quarterback in the draft right now. How does how does that happen? But when you are when you're a guy like Hendon Hooker, you're screwed because he doesn't have any more eligibility left. But are you taking? Jaron Hall or KJ Jefferson? I'm taking Jaron Hall. Yeah. I'm taking Jaron Hall. There's no doubt about that. Are you taking, by the way, are you taking Anthony Richardson or Jaron Hall?
1: Jaron. I would take Jaron at the pro level. I would take Jaron. Absolutely. I mean, I, I look at,
0: I, I, and you know what the funny thing is? What team did the most damage to Jaron Hall's draft prospects? The Utah Utes did. Mm-hmm. Because in one of the biggest TV games of the year, Anthony Richardson beat the Utah Utes. Truth. And what did we see in that game? Cam rising didn't perform. Right. So yeah. I'm telling you now, if, if it, that Jared Hall should go to the NFL draft, because I think he's a, he will be a top five pick. And the other thing is, you know what Jaron Hall does really well, throws a football in shorts and a t-shirt yeah. really well. And looks good doing it. And by the way, who's Jared Hall's quarterback coach? Does anybody know? John Beck, you know, and John Beck has put some guys in the NFL. Now I would go to the NFL. Yeah. And if I'm being really truthful about it, I wouldn't play in the bowl game. I would go to the NFL. I would play the Stanford game and then I would go to the NFL. Greg Hawkins says, Cam disappointed me. Am I the only one that thinks that he's had a horrendous season by Cam rising standards?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not been great. You look at the Florida game now this game like like, you just yeah you know obviously that USC win was a big win for Utah you know he was unbelievable in that game yeah but how do you get away from the
0: Florida and the the Oregon performances that's the thing that's going to be really difficult to get away from now
1: I just don't think there's any getting away from it I think people are going to say hey like you know you were a little inconsistent in the biggest games of the year because that to me And Hey, I I, like, I I could be very wrong on this, but I feel like if I was a pro scout, I'd be looking at the schedule and being like, all right, cool. You beat the hell out of, you know, Kapitsky skate, you know, Institute, right? Like some terrible team. What are his biggest games? Well, USC where he throws for
0: 400 yards had a big night, two touchdowns, no interceptions, you know, he runs for 60 yards and three scores. Like that's unbelievable. Right. But then he comes back 151 against Arizona, 219 against a bad Stanford team. And then 21 of 38 for 170 yards, no touchdowns, three picks against Oregon. And you only completed 55% of your passes. What
1: was the completion percentage in the UCLA game? Well, you don't want to talk about the UCLA
0: game. Because the completion percentage, while it was seventy-two percent, you lost that game. And, and I mean, he didn't look bad in that game. Yeah, but he didn't look good either. He's not the reason. <laughs> well, but he's not the reason that they won that game. And and the hard part is, you lost forty-two to thirty-two yeah. to at that point an undefeated UCLA team. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's saying it's a disaster as much.
1: Yeah, it's not a disaster. But, it's just not what it should have been.
0: But where did the USC Cam Rising go? I don't buy that he's healthy. <clears throat> and now I feel like it's an excuse, but I don't buy that he's healthy. Yeah. And you miss the Washington State game. And whether it's true or not, the narrative that they hit it doesn't help. It just, it sucks. It sucks out loud. And it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder, what happened against Oregon? Because that Oregon defense isn't isn't knockout, lights out, kicking your ass good. Yeah. Now Sewell's a hell of a linebacker, but are we? We? I mean, you have to be disappointed.
1: I think you got to take another look at your Cam. You got to take a real hard look at it, man. I
0: think you have to come back. I think you have to come back, and I just don't buy you. you you're never going to convince me that Cam Rising is at his best right now. Yeah. Physically, yeah. I. I I can't believe he missed that Dalton Kincaid throw. I can't believe he threw the interception against Florida. You weren't hurt against Florida. No, clearly not. Right? You weren't hurt against USC. I mean, you, you balled your ass off against USC. Don't we have to give him the benefit of the doubt that he was healthy and those are just bad throws?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think you do. Yeah, I think
0: if so. I'm, but if I'm Cam Rising, I'm coming back.
1: Yeah. I, need, I, I would come back. I would try to go out on a, on a winning note. I'd, I'd want the Rose Bowl. Yeah,
0: I I don't know. Yeah, Pied Piper says, Bo is a hero because he delivered big in an important game while injured. Well, you know. Yeah. You know, I... I, I, That's that's just,
1: yeah, that's an opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Uh, Boyd Lake says, what happened to Cam happens to most QBs. People get tape on you and they force you to do things you don't do well. Then you either sink or swim. I don't know about that. No tape in the world made you miss that throw in the Florida game. No tape in the world made you miss that throw to Dalton Kincaid the other night. Is the
1: tape why Buddy was wide open?
0: Is the tape why he threw for 415 yards against USC, who's the best team in the the Pac-12? Yeah, come on. I don't believe this is you know Cam rising, regressing to the mean. I don't know what it is. But what it is is not good. That's what I know it to be. I mean, I, I don't know that it is... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Little Jizzy says I love BYU man. Their defense is horrible. Yeah, it's not great. By the way, did anybody see that Harris LeChance snatched another soul? <laughs> He's nothing. a stud, dude. Hey man, nothing wrong with. He's pa- a stud. Nothing wrong with pancakes on a Saturday afternoon. do drop that motherfucker. My God. Uh, let's see. Josh Levern says Camila Bull BYU versus Memphis Holiday Bull Utah versus UNC is one of many predictions. Okay. Bummer. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, Boyd, I think you are right. I don't believe BYU would beat Utah this year. Mm, I don't know about that. Cam looks like a different QB since the injury, Tom says. Could be. Could be. Ruff's official. Good morning, Ruff. He says, the two lazy throws by Cam lost that game. Lazy? Something was off. Yeah, I don't know that I would use the word lazy. Boyd Lake says, "Read the whole comment, guys. Did I not read your whole comment?" Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, "BYU's defense would allow Utah to put up 900 rushing yards on them. Okay, well that would scare me. <laughs> that would scare me." Uh, Eric C says, uh, "Conover will transfer to the Aztecs. He'll transfer somewhere if Jaron Hall comes back. He he will. Yeah. And if you're Jaron Hall, by the way, how are you going to look in the Big 12 when you're you're surrounded by mediocre Big 12 talent?" <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, it's just not a conversation.
0: I mean, I if I'm Jaron Hall, next year, if we're being really honest about BYU, next year is not going to be a successful football season. Well, that's a strong word. Next year you are not going to look good on the field. Yeah. You're going into the Big Twelve.
1: Next year could be a non bowl eligible year, in my opinion. Next year could be five and
0: seven, six and six. Yeah. Well, wait, that was this. Two and uh, nine, you know. You know, um, um, <coughs> two, three and nine. <coughs> Math has never been my strong suit. The point is, next year could be an ugly year. Yeah. If I'm Jaron Hall, he's I'm just out. a hack. Out. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Royal says Jaron needs to leave. If he stays, that would be the biggest mistake of his career. There's nothing more Jaron can do to improve his draft stock. That's what completely I'm
1: completely agree, dude. That's what I'm saying. Hundred percent. You know,
0: uh, Hall has some weaknesses. I think he would be a flop in the NFL. Okay, look, who, everybody's got weaknesses. I think his arm is not a weakness. My, it, it's always going to be, can he stay healthy? Yeah. Because when Jaron Hall's healthy, he grows. Like, he, he is a far better passer this year than he was last year.
1: I'd love to know what you think his shortcomings are.
0: Yeah, I'm interested in that as well. Um, Jordan Wheeler says, I love Lamp. Okay, help me with that. Uh, Greg Hawkins says defining losses couldn't win big ones on the road despite getting gifted the game in both Florida yeah oh my god the Florida game they wanted to lose they wanted to lose I agree with that in Oregon you had a banged up quarterback that's a really good point Greg gifted yeah. that's an interesting good on you I think you could be right about that I think you could be right about that in other news Puka just accepted an invite to the Reese's Senior Bowl so we for sure know he's gone good for him though well, I say the same thing about him, though. What are you going to improve on? Yeah. Because you're not going to have a better year next year. And if if Puka's gone, what do you think that means for Jaron? Yeah. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, it, just, it adds up. Move on. It's time. So you're losing
0: several of your rock-solid offensive linemen. I, I, no doubt Harris told us he's gone. Yeah. But you look around that offensive line, you're going to have losses on the offensive line. You're going to lose your quarterback. You're going to have a new starting running back right cuz chris brooks is gone puka's gone there's there's just no doubt about Deep that and real there's no doubt about that yeah you know um i know he would leave but the senior bowl invite is big time yeah I, it's huge he's puka nakua is is going to be a star in the nfl you don't he's got hands and he can run like the wind mm-hmm. if you can catch the ball and run you you You're going to have to screw it up to not be a star in the NFL. Yeah. You're going to have to stay healthy, by the way. Uh, Do any players from, uh, Jordan Wheeler says, do any players from the TV series Welcome to Wrexham play today in the U.S. Men's National Team game against Wales? I have no idea. I have no idea. That feels like a a, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Yeah, I have no idea. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I love Wrexham, by the way. Uh, I don't think Cam is healthy. His production after USC halved. Yeah. It's shocking, the regression. Uh, I, if you take away Kincaid, Cammon is, isn't as good. Not a lot of other options. Well, I mean, good Lord. Is Jaron as good without Puka? No. I mean, you take away anybody's top. Like, and, are we really forgetting about Brant Keithy? I mean, I think. Man, don't get me started on wit in the offense. <laughs> I love the guy, but. Yeah. You know, uh, Josh Leverin, we're seeing how bad Cam was. Why not put Barnes
1: in there? Barnes is not better than Cam Rising. Please don't start. God,
0: can somebody, can you please Donnie, let Please, Josh Leverin know that Gino Smith doesn't play college football? So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. God. <laughs> Daddy. Good to see you, Coach. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Bo didn't play great. He played injured. Which he obviously was, but he played well enough to beat us. Okay, are you on the team? Uh, he did play well enough to win the game. He did. That's that simple. Jordan Wheeler will Cam still make it to the NFL after that performance? Not. The, I would come back if I were him because they. Yeah, the problem is. Okay, I'll have the conversation I didn't want to have. I, I, what's Kyle Whittingham going to do on offense? Because it can't be Devon Vale is your best receiver again next year. Yeah. It can't. It cannot, and you know, like, what do you do with because Dalton and Keithy are gone? You know, I mean, what like you got to recruit, but are you going like, to use the transfer portal? Yeah. Are you going to, you know, like, are you going to upgrade? Because are you going to bring Bar- Bryson Barnes competition? Like, are you going to go get a Jacob Conover if Jacob Conover transfers? Are you going to go get like go get somebody that? Go get a guy that's an athlete who is unbelievable at throwing the football. Yeah. Go get me a Richardson. Go get me a Cam Rising. Go get me a – you've got to upgrade every offensive skill position. The Tavion Thomas thing has to come to an end. Like, you need – what would this team be with Ty Jordan? Yeah.
1: That's a painful question, dude.
0: You've got to go and recruit that. You've got to go and recruit the best receiver you've got. Go go and recruit a puka. Go and recruit a... Like, How is it possible that BYU is exactly opposite of Utah? Their defense can't stop your mom, but their offense is flipping unbelievable. Look how deep the offensive line at BYU is. Look how, how deep the wide receiver room is. Is Chase Roberts the best receiver at Utah today?
1: Probably. He
0: probably is yeah probably dude he probably is right like he puka for sure is the best receiver in the state in my opinion i mean i have no idea what gunner is because gunner didn't get on the field this year really you know like i they wits gotta recruit you've got to upgrade yeah uh duck duck season says hey you'd fans i smell a loss oh god Imagine being so cocky and getting embarrassed by our defense. They weren't so cocky, and they didn't get embarrassed. Yeah. guy, You guys scored 20 points. You're jumping for joy? You scored 20 points
1: at your building.
0: Come on. Come on. Be humble. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I, I was waiting for your appearance, Duck fan.
1: Bo Nix destroyed you with only one
0: leg. Destroyed you.
1: Man, I can't wait till you guys lose the USC. I can't wait. Honest to God.
0: Never compare that fraud of a QB to Bo Nix ever again. Okay, listen, dude. Bo Nix is nobody's All-American. Bo Nix is... Now, if you want Bo Nix to be a running back, hey, I'm all here for that. So let me get this right about Bo Nix. You took... Essentially, the SEC took a dump wiped their kind quarters, buho and then handed you the toilet paper and you made that toilet paper your starting quarterback. Nobody else wanted Bo Nix. Nobody. And has Bo Nix had a good season? Yes. Yes, he has. But let's not make it out like Bo Nix is some amazing quarterback who just, my God, Bo Nix is, you know, when you, when you see statues of quarterbacks throwing the football, Bo Nix is the guy that they're going to mold that statue after because Bo Nix, I mean, my God, and he loves God, and Bo Nix He's so good-looking, and I just want Bo Nix to be my father. Okay, well, I mean, cool, dude. Cool. Congratulations. But Bo Nix is not anybody that people are like, oh, I have to have Bo Nix. Sorry if you're offended by that. Bo Nix is having by far his best year as a quarterback. And note that he had to do that away from SEC football. Yeah. Note, I would also note that if you look at Oregon, I would remind you, how did Bo Nix look against, and I know it's crazy, it's not like they're the best team in the country because we all know (coughs) that Oregon is the best team in the country and Bo Nix is the best quarterback in the country, but what happened to Bo Nix uh, uh, against Georgia? Mm. 173 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. But Bo Nix is the best quarterback in the country, right? I mean, I think we all know that. That's no. why Auburn essentially kicked his ass to the curb. Right? Yep. I, you know. So wait, let me get this right. You have really played one, one really quality team this year, and they handled you 49-3. to three. Your next best win is probably your best win of the year is probably ucla right without a doubt and bo nix threw five touchdowns and ran for 51 yards in that game and gave you about 230 yards offense or 330 yards offense great but other than that what's your best win so now you're going to claim that utah is your best win right i mean because utah Utah but Utah's best, a
1: terrible program,
0: right? Right, because you're you're they're scrubs yeah. now. Yeah. So you can't have it both ways. So Utah was a good win, and but they were arrogant and they suck. So now it's not a good win. So it's not a good win.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Which
1: w- w- it is, if I say it is. And
0: then, by the way, what's going to happen when when you go to Racer and lose? Uh, just out of curiosity, and I mean, I'm I'm just over here. Just asking some questions. You beat that crappy Utah team, I mean, you beat that crappy BYU team, you got your ass whooped by Georgia. How about that? So now I'm just curious, if you go to Oregon State and lose, I'm just curious what happens, you know, because I know you guys are amazing. I know Oregon's the best football program anybody's ever seen ever in the history of overrated, terrible, ugly, awful uniforms. You guys are it. Hey guys. And I know that I just can't believe that that terrible coach you had last year would leave. You know, I hate Oregon fans.
1: That's fucking interesting, man.
0: I hate Oregon fans. Uh, I, it, you're like, it's so funny to me. People are like, oh, oh my God, this is a huge game and we're kicking your ass. And then you win by one touchdown, or not even a touchdown, three points. And Bo Nix was really not the reason you won the game. Cam Rising's the reason you won the game. And your defense was totally out of position on the throw that mattered. And it was a terrible throw that was not caught. And you're like, oh, see, we handled you. No, you you actually, if we're going to truth tell on this show, you didn't handle Utah. If we're just telling the truth, you didn't handle Utah. Utah handled Utah,
1: right? You know.
0: Yeah. But again,
1: Oh, let's let's no please espouse about Georgia here, right down there, right there. Okay, uh, Georgia
0: was the first game of the year. Okay, so yeah, we'll just throw that out. It doesn't count, right? Nobody I mean, that first you know, game yeah, of the first year. Game. So so the that Florida doesn't loss
1: doesn't matter for Utah then, uh, right? Thank you. Florida loss doesn't matter. We're we're not taking that into consideration. So you guys are going to the Pac-12
0: championship game, right? I mean, you're gonna you're going to the Pac-12 championship game. There's no doubt about that. Because USC's in already, we knew USC's in. We know that, so there's no doubt that that Oregon, oh, Oregon's not in because they (laughs) choked on a D against Washington. Oh, but Washington, we got screwed on a call, and your mom and my cousin. I mean, are you you kidding? With all due respect, (laughs) bro, my guy. So what happened against Washington? Oh, uh, the refs and the, you know, the video replay system and you know the clock manager, the, well. We didn't start out
1: great, but then we got momentum going. And
0: went- so what happened against Washington? You're so fucked. You should probably move your tongue out of the way when you're gonna
1: slurp a knob. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> oh my God and anyway okay
1: so is is ducks a guy who who doesn't like the trash talk back or, or what no. are we what are we looking at here i don't know
0: uh kurt meyer says utah and byu have owned oregon for the last decade duck season says kurt Myers that's false information okay uh, so the ha- <laughs>
1: proper nomenclature is fake news okay thank you so i'm just curious how did that work out last year for
0: you guys <laughs> i mean we we It was one game we got lucky, right? Oh, wait, it was... My fucking ass. Twice. I mean, but you guys went to the Rose Bowl anyway. Oh, wait, you didn't. That's right. Uh, I mean, your coach, Mario Cristobal, he's... Oh, wait, no, he's not your coach Um, anymore. He's in Miami. um, You laugh. But Oregon's this great program. Well, Program. 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 Oregon's this great program. (laughs) Got that Nike
1: money. Oh, But your coat... I love you, Ducks. This is the laugh I needed today. Thank you. Thank Man, you. How are
0: we going to spend this? Um, guy, you lost to Washington. And then Utah beat themselves. You know. You know. Oh, now it's because of the quarterback. So it's Anthony Brown's fault. But Anthony Brown was a quarterback at Oregon. And, I mean, everybody knows that Marcus Murray... Well, he sucks in the NFL. But everybody knows that every other – I mean, Justin oh, Herbert. But, but, but look, look I, and I freely admit I'd procreate with Justin Herbert. I mean, that dude's a good-looking dude, man. How fun is the name of the game. But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is your daddy now, right? <laughs> how'd that look, how'd they work out last night? What do, what do you mean? What happened? I, I mean, that's – you know. <laughs> She took offense. I mean, you have all these great quarterbacks and oh well, you don't. And uh... I mean, let's look up the history of Oregon UBs <laughs> NFL. Let's see. How close to USC are you frauds? I mean, you die. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slip of the tongue. Anthony Brown, well, he sucked. Tyler Shu. I don't even know that guy's name. Uh, Justin Herbert stud stud vernon adams <laughs> smell you later uh marcus Mariota. yeah he sucks uh darren oh darren thomas well oh how could we forget jeremiah masoli who the f- is that guy oh and i mean but oh dennis dixon for like how many rings is that guy not one <laughs> dennis dixon oh my god like dennis that, Yeah. He sucked. Um, Oh, Kellen Clemens. I mean, just hand that guy like, Hey, have they fitted him for a gold jacket yet? Like, (laughs) I mean, are you serious? (laughs) Kellen Clemens? Holy cow. I mean, wow, bro. (laughs) Kellen Clemens. Can you measure it? Oh, and then Joey Harrington, one of the biggest busts ever at quarterback. (laughs) I mean, these Oregon ducks are right there with USC and sucking. This is amazing.
1: Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. Comments. What are the what are the people saying? Joey here.
0: <laughs> Followed only closely by Akili Smith. A oh, Akili Smith. Man, this guy, let me tell you how good this guy's going to be in the NFL. Hey guys. Shut up. All right, I feel better. Now. <laughs> I do. Oh, Herbert owns Utah. Well, too bad. Utah, but that's not in the NFL, is it? Is that that in the NFL? I don't think that's in the NFL. Uh, You know, we will destroy USC. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Tom says, quitter quarterback was a good thrower of the ball before he got to Utah. Maybe it's the Utah scheme that is the problem. Basic route scheme, not enough quote-unquote keep them honest shots down the field well you got to have wide receivers who can keep them honest to keep them honest
1: well like Oregon right
0: well Oregon's got anyway the point is <laughs> <laughs> that guy you're over here talking trash Here's you the don't best want part, this dude here's the best part you're over here talking trash right right yeah Oregon had 346 total yards. We took them apart at the joints. Utah had 326 yards. Oh, okay. Right? Admittedly, Cam Rising, arguably, this is his worst game of the year. But he was at 170 a garbage yards quarterback. with three picks. Right. Right? You guys ran for 59 yards. Wow. Bo Nix and his mom's cousin's sister, they were all injured. Look okay. at me. Come on. I get out of here, like you're you're making it out like this was some virtuoso performance. You had six penalties for 60 yards. What's Uncle Phil gonna say about that? Like you got out-possessed 33 to 26. It was Utah that beat Utah. Um, Good Lord, should have turned you into frog was, so we never had this problem. You know. Kay Nuren says, uh, some people always think they are special. Oh, you know. Kay, you're exactly right. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, Ducks season, I agree. I was impressed with Knicks this week and he made good reads and stayed in the pocket. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy S- uh, Severe says, Joey Harrington, part of the worst Miami team. But Joe, no. Jeremy, listen, he went to Oregon. He's, I mean, he's good. Phil Knight vouched for him. you know who I am? Phil Knight vouched for him with the Detroit Lions. You like know. It's, it's Phil Knight. <laughs> His face is falling off. It's it's Phil. It's Phil Knight. It's Oregon. It's those those uniforms. The paint splatter uniforms. Good Christ! Like how have we lived without those paint splatter uniforms it at, at, at Oregon?
1: Oh my God! Just like that. I'm, oh. Yeah.
0: Like how does Utah? Can you believe that Utah is so low cash that they don't have uniforms like <coughs> Oregon? Like paint splatter Utah U uniforms, I demand. Fuck <coughs> Okay, San Diego State Aztec says, hey, don't hate on Joey Harrington. He was on the cover of EA Sports NCAA football way back in the day. It's like 1936. All the respect. Pied Piper says, stop Monty. As an Oregon fan, I can only take so much. <laughs> <laughs> My guy. Uh, Little Jizzy says Duck Season would let Bo Nix hit it. Oh, he would. Oh, for, yeah. For From sure. the front and the back. Yeah. Duck Season says, yeah, because Utah is, is a poverty university. Do you know anything about football at Utah's? You, so, wait. The University
1: of Utah is poor? What is a poverty university? Can you define that, please? Alexa, what's a poverty university? <laughs> Come on. What are you talking about?
0: They did it to themselves because Bo Nix is the proud father of Utah
1: schools. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. Whatever you what say. got to say there, bud. So,
0: wait. Do Utah. And, and this is what I love about Oregon fans. Oh, Utah, we're, they suck. Okay. So, you're proud of beating a crappy team then. You're the father of two really crappy teams. Congratulations. Congratulations. By the way, Steph Curry's at Under Armour. What do you, how come <coughs> Phil Knight hates Steph Curry? You know, because he's your daddy, right? <coughs> so what is it? Are you either really good or do you just beat up on crappy teams from Utah? Yeah. I'm just curious. I'm just trying to understand. Like, see, because I don't have the mind that Oregon fans yeah, do. Yeah, well, we're clearly you know, idiots, right? I mean, I mean when you know. you're dropping yeah. racist bombs on, on BYU fans and on Jordan Clarkson at the the Blazer game the other night. Like, I mean, I'm just trying to get down to that level, you know. So if you could help me understand, like, the racism. Is it, so do I need to be a racist to have this kind of stupid football take? Or is, was that something special that you guys learned at duck school? I'm just curious. Okay, I feel better. Good. good. Uh, Duck season says, "Sounds like you are jealous of Nike money, guy." Nike has so much of my money. I actually love Nike. I'm just trying to figure out how to spin what you're saying into any kind of rational thinking. Uh, Kenny says, uh, "I crap. You're not." It's 4:53. I wake up to you screaming about Bo Nix. It's how is it 4:53? Not what, sure what you how you there? turned on. Okay. All right, that's cool. Uh, I'm not really talking about boat, but it is fine BYU plays Stanford last late game before going into the Big 12 yeah seriously 12 and 24 all time against Oregon going to need to have a decade of dominance like we did against BYU <laughs> <laughs> see what he it's like he right, turned that into right yeah you know right. you see what he did there yeah you know yeah you know oh there's bots in the chat Jake see Oregon fans show up and all of a sudden it's sex and racism and
1: well You know, we live in the city of Utah. Sex doesn't happen here. You know, no, it doesn't. (laughs) You know, not not at all. Not at all.
0: It's all in fun. I'm just being.
1: Yeah, it's Monday, man. We're having fun with it. Come on.
0: Yeah, Greg says poverty university. LOL. He thinks Oregon is the only school with rich donors. Still can't win a national championship. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, you don't even
1: have a natty, dude. Like, get the hell out of here. But that's coming
0: this year, right? Because Bo Nix is there. Bo Nix is there. So the boaster. Botronics, like we're just, you know, you're gonna win the
1: Bowmanator championship.
0: Uh, Oregon can't go to California without being a poverty state, so it's over for the Pac-12. Come back after you ruin USC, like the Utes. Yeah, seriously.
1: Yeah, I mean, honest, honest to God, Ducks, like you got to go and beat USC before you can start talking yeah. to John. Dude. in come all on. seriousness, come on. In all seriousness,
0: well, no, 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 it's not. See, like Utah, actually, you know, they played in the Rose Bowl. Like you right. might want to just. Like, go play in the Rose Bowl and and maybe, like, have a shot at the national championship. But all due respect. You know, I mean, look, I know Bo Nix is everybody's favorite Auburn quarterback. But, I mean, you might actually, you should probably try. Anyway. Greg.
1: (laughs) Greg's comment right there. You know.
0: Yeah, uh, bold. You assumed duck fans went to college. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, Kurt <laughs> Meyer says Utah is a dry community. No, no, no. Exactly. Well, We don't have any, no, natties. no, no. We don't have any natties. You don't either. Son like father. Uh, BYU's got national champion. Yeah, dude. What do you mean? Championship. And by the way, actually you should try to go back and look cause Utah's got one too. Just, I mean, yeah. Not, I, and I'm not like, I'm not trying to educate you. I know that you folks out there in the backwoods in Oregon, you know, I'm not trying to tread on you or anything. I'm just
1: oh, saying. Oh, now we're going to the officials card. Okay, Ducks. Okay. Let's Pretty sure the Come refs on. bailed
0: you guys out against USC. Oh, now I got. That
1: tells me everything I need to know. So,
0: <laughs> okay. But then what happened against Washington? Did Washington get bailed out against Oregon when your guy stepped out of bounds and you said there was some great injustice happening there? you know like i i'm 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 just asking i'm i just want to be educated educated thank you yeah there's no O in education you know, Yeah. but you know uh, i mean any you didn't get no you did not get bailed out yeah didn't uh can't be dry if you're soaking properly Giggity says now this i agree with yeah you know uh tom basili says utah has a national championship 08 oh, baby don't yes 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 don't try to tell The truth to Oregon fans. They can't handle it. They cannot handle it. Washington
1: are cheaters.
0: Oh, Washington are cheaters now. Okay. And Utah does not have a natty. Stop smoking weed. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll just erase history then. Go back. When you're done rewriting the history book, if you can read it, let us know. uh, So
1: how many natties do uh does Oregon have? Because uh, you know. You know.
0: I, uh, I, but I love that. They, everybody always goes to oh, well. The officials screwed us. Uh huh. Didn't screw you out of anything. They screwed you out of exactly nothing. Such a casual take. I always hate. Like, come on, man. Uh, Jeremy says, "Duck fail English." That's impossible. Exactly. It's impossible. casual. You know, and Utah does the original BCS. but you should go check it out if herbs. you can re- If you can, you know, herbs. Kay Nurem makes a good point. Bigfoot does live in Oregon. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, I just, the whole thing about like officials or dude, nobody cheated you. You got beat because Washington is better than you. Yep. That's why you got beat. Yep. By the way, you still got to go to Oregon state and you still got to win. Facts. And I'm not in, entirely in agreement that you can do that. Yeah. You know, Bo Nix, healthy or not, I don't know that you can go to Reese and win. The Oregon's not the best team in the Pac-12, not by a long stretch. But they can beat you at home. And you're, we'll see. Anytime Bo Nix has to go on the road and throw the football or throw the football at all, I'm not sure I love that. I'm not sure I love that. I don't love that in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I don't. College football talk on this show brought to you by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop bbqpitstop.com for all your best uh, barbecue smoker stuff equipment you know that you go to barbecue pit stop but trust me when i say they have the best rubs sauces seasonings wing dust they all sell meat that logan butcher shop is still the logan location of barbecue pit stop still the best butcher shop i've ever seen I mean it's it's yeah. amazing. Check them out online bbqpitstop.com and duck season in all seriousness, congratulations on the win. It's a huge win. It's a huge moment for the Oregon program, but it's going to end like all the other ones, you know. Yeah. You're you're not going anywhere. So, congratulations, and I hope you get to the Big 10. So,
1: you got a nice program. Get
0: yeah, program. Uh okay, Utah is the same then in that case. They can win at home, but not win on the road. L Poverty University. Okay. You just sound dumb. With all due respect, when you call you when you call Utah poor, you're
1: you just dumb. have no idea what you're talking about. You have about. no idea what and you're talking fine. about. And that's fine.
0: And that's fine. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. In any way shape or form. All right. Yeah. We got to go. Thanks for being here today, guys. Appreciate it. Give us a thumbs up. Um it really does help the channel grow. If all 157 of you listening to the show right now would give us a thumbs up, it would make our lives so much easier. Don't forget when we get to 9,000 By the end of the year, if we get to 9,000 subs by the end of the year, we will take you plus one to the Utah Jazz Cleveland Cavalier game to see Donnie. We'll even buy you a custom jersey. All you have to do is hit like, give us a subscribe, and we'll hook that up for you. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.